0: This is a public service announcement from the EnormoCast. The following podcast contains adult language coupled with childish humor. Male and female genitalia may be referenced. We talk about sex, baby. If you take climbing and your place in it very, very seriously, the role we hear at the EnormoCast suggests that you skip this one. We will also be taking climbing seriously again on the EnormoCast as soon as the next episode. And now, if you're still here, and you're ready to laugh, shake your fist, and maybe yell fuck you at whatever speaker is playing this podcast, then welcome to episode 280 of the EnormoCast, TAP's 2024, the really bollocks edition.
1: You are listening to the EnormoCast.
0: Oh my
2: God, Janice. You know what I like about winter in the mountains? It's Puffy weather? Puffy weather? That's what I said, Puffy Weather. You know, the time to cuddle down in your Puffy, no matter where or when. But what if your Puffy is some sort of overworked, filthy, greasy rag, like you've been hanging out in front of the fryer at Long John Silver's? That doesn't sound like the kind of Puffy for Puffy Weather. More like dirtbag Puffy Weather. Well, if you need a new Puffy, Black Diamond has you covered like glitter on the prom queen.
3: Literally, covered in Puffy.
2: First, there's the Vision Down Pocket. The puffiest puffy for puffy weather ever. Warmer than your dear mother's hug. By the way, call your mother. She misses you.
3: She gave you life. Call your mother.
2: Do you want to layer your puffy? Maybe over a sweater? Then look no further than the approach-down hoodie. Stash it away until it's puffy weather for real.
3: What about the access-down hoodie? It's perfect for puffy weather that's on the cusp of sweater weather but could be puffy weather in an instant. I never leave
2: home without my puffy, honey. Check out BlackDiamondEquipment.com or your favorite local shop for the warmest, snuggliest puffies around.
4: Oh Oh my my God! God.
2: Who else loves puffy weather? weather?
0: Hey folks, you know that favorite local shop that I go on about at the end of my ads? Well, I say that because brick-and-mortar climbing shops have long been the L5 vertebra and the backbone of climbing culture. And now, Sportiva North America... Has decided to open an old-fashioned but newfangled retail store in Boulder, Colorado. You've heard of Boulder, right? Quaint little town on the front range of the Rockies. By the way, how do you know when a climber is from Boulder? Oh, they'll tell you. Shout out to Rose for that one. Anyway, the new Sportiva store will feature their most popular gear, opportunities to get your grubby hands on discounted equipment, and maybe most importantly, a chance to try on those shoes before you commit. Also, look for coming events as Sportiva gathers the community around climbing's best presenters, writers, and filmmakers. So, if you swing through Boulder, and as a climber, you know that you eventually should check out the new Sportiva retail store on twenty one hundred Broadway and see how it holds up against your own favorite local shop. We gotta get. Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are You playing here? We're doing the. Uh... The normal dome, whatever it is, it's terrific it's oh yeah, big big place outside out. of town that's Very a big nice. place, you sold so oh, out I was
5: saying, we, we really six? should run,
2: you know. the hell are you doing? I couldn't sleep
3: I'm checking the ropes there was a freight end on your rope and I'm cutting it out
1: Today's show is brought to you by Black Time and Equipment, La Sportiva, and with support from Maxim Ropes. Maxim has been keeping the NormaCast cast off the deck since 2012.
0: And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the NormaCast. cast.
1: And now back to the show.
2: Okay. Ah.
0: okay. <clears throat> you guys ready? Yeah. All right. Um, welcome to the Enorma Cast. This is your host, Chris Calouse. And on today's episode, we are recording. 2024 taps edition of the Enorma cast. Whoop, whoop. And my guests are Return Taps Aficionados, Mary Harlan. Hello. Andy Salo. Hello. And Andrew Bishrat, my compadre over at the Runout. Hi Chris. And we've often joked, I think last year we joked that the Runout is actually sort of like Taps every time we put a, an episode out, so
6: it's basically like year-round Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. So, um, Anyway, th- welcome to the show. Thanks for coming, you guys. For those of you just tuning in, and I heard from some of you on Instagram of like, what are you talking about, Taps? We're talking about this song, and I'd like to play the song now. Are you ready?
6: It's a solemn song. It
0: is a solemn song.
6: And it's not out of disrespect to the soldiers at Well, all.
0: I want to talk about that in a second. Okay. Because I've, I've looked into some history. And I want to talk to those guys. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my All right, I think you got the wrong. Oh, whoops. Oh. Oh, oh, sorry.
6: Again, no disrespect to the soldiers.
0: Little Jolson, was that what that one was? He sang "Faded Out." Okay, there it goes. Nice. So yes, the song played at the burial and the internment of soldiers, and uh, every year we get a little pushback on that, and I, I understand the pushback. It's it's often played in a solemn occasion of soldiers passing away or veterans. In the case of my grandfather, they played it at his funeral. This. Like, ancient little dude blew his heart out almost doing doing uh, taps at my grandpa's funeral. But I also want to point out, and, and again, this is not sort of deflection, but I looked into the history of the song, because I, I did get a couple comments along that line, and I was like, well, what else? I mean, it, it seems like it's used to represent the military all the time, and, and oftentimes in parody. You know, I've seen like Bugs Bunny play it as like his ship went down and those kind of things. So I looked at it and actually it was originally and continues to be used for lights out at any military base Mm. because they play it every night at any, any base, any American military base around the world. It gets played Mm. at lights out, which was its original purpose. Um, not long after it was also played at, um, at a funeral in the civil war. Um, that's where it was originated. So it has both those purposes. And so, I would like to kind of maybe in the, in the future, we'll couch this thing into putting these ideas to bed. Lights mm. out for these particular ideas versus killing them. Mm. However, that message didn't get to the voicemail people, so they talk a lot about killing things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my statement on TAPS. If you're offended, you know... Write me an email. We can talk about uh, your particular engagement with TAPS, and I'll take it very seriously. I, I will take it very seriously. What's your email? Chris at com. Oh. It's everywhere. Yeah. Pe- I actually, I used to have my, up until just like literally a few months ago, I had my phone number on the uh, on the website, and then someone actually really talked me out of having it on there, but... I, I was like, yeah, but our fucking phone numbers used to be in phone books, you guys. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of something that was tapped. Yeah. Like, every, sure. and like anybody younger than, I guess, me, and I mean, did you have phone books? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you search last I still
6: get phone books in the oh, mail. Really? <laughs> they're small. Yeah, they're not they're big small, anymore. Yeah. They used to be yeah.
0: everyone. Like, you had to go through some rigamarole, I think, to get your name not put in there. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, and it's not like, oh my God, your phone number, don't give it to anybody. I'm like, fucking everybody had everyone's phone number. <laughs> but the world is a much more dangerous and like scammy place, I think yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's probably good. Anyway, and also the theme of this show, this year's show, is that we have a bunch of voicemails from people. I set up an 800 number and I uh, got quite a few calls, actually. I was pleased. I had to beg for women to call, but then they came through in the end.
7: I think they were scared that it was my sex line. That's <laughs> why I had several friends that said they're not. I tried to get people to call, and they're like, dude, I'm not calling this number. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off.
0: I promise it's just taps. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is phone sex th- with the internet? Is phone sex still a thing? Yeah, I think there's like oh, that
7: yeah. ASMR kind of thing. You know, people are into that. What is it? Yeah, the, you know, the goosebumps you get when you like, when <laughs> you, you know. play the TAPS. Oh, right. All the yeah. acronyms. It's like, a, you know, Someone yeah. You whispers just, in your ear. Yeah. You just oh. like, so they probably thought that they'd call the TAPS hotline. It would be you. And I would just soft whisper, <laughs> you know, for like. Dirty things. Yeah. And then their
6: phone bill, like they'd get a, like a nine hundred dollar phone bill or something. I mean, they like, could have. We, thought- we should do taps ASMR edition <laughs> yeah. for paying subscribers. I was going to say
3: yeah. they could have thought I yeah. was going to whisper softly in their.
6: Well, car. I mean, you know, I to
0: be know. honest with you, I talked about tapsing the taps episodes last yeah. year, and some people agreed with me. But then, as usual, it was like what it was like this. I think it was the third biggest downloads for me last year. I mean, it came right up and tickled, tickled uh, uh, Sharma. You know, from behind. Well, Who was number one then? Um, I think Sharma was, and then uh, and then Steve House. Oh, yeah. So nice. the big names come through, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's still gangbusters. So until you guys stop fucking listening, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> so it's like anything, you know. Yeah. It's like everyone hates social media, but yeah. until you stop being on social media it's yep. gonna still be there yep. so i guess i'm like social media i'm just yeah. like or nothing. crowds at the yeah. crag it's like yeah, yeah well,
7: you're the crowd
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so quit crowding taps and i'll yeah. I'll put an end to it but it's funny because people just love bitchiness on the internet um, am i allowed to say is bitchy out it's fine okay thanks that's what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> our our
4: you're, resident you're,
6: ethics correspondent.
4: <laughs> Hello. Mary, just... As the
6: token female in the room, whose opinion is only meant to validate <laughs> us to make us feel better about our misogynistic <laughs> statements. Thank you for
3: being here, Mary. No problem. <laughs> I will validate all of your secret just worries.
0: Robert, stay all of our
2: <laughs> what? There's like what? a
3: 30-second delay on the there? recording. <laughs> she <Yeah>. didn't care. <laughs> i I also probably smell the worst in the room so it's okay Mm,
0: (laughs) that's true you've often talked of smells (laughs) mary
6: oh dan gambino Gambino. save it save it for the asmr edition (laughs) (laughs) so
0: jeans are canceled
6: (laughs) (laughs) you like bo
0: come talk to me the smellophone. <laughs> the smellophone. We'll, we'll, we'll invent the smellophone just for your for your sex channel. <laughs> Has anyone ever invented the smellophone? Sounds really like a good idea. <laughs> It'll harken back to payphones. Remember payphones? Those were always smellophones. Um, anyway, so. Um, <laughs> One last little quip before we we get into the voicemails and other things. I got I got messages and all, um, all different mediums. But uh, the 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 basic idea of of this episode is that um, it started out really with things that were dying, trends, traditions, and stuff like that that we were kind of lamenting. But it quickly turned to stuff we wanted gone, put to bed. And so, and that tends to be what everybody loves, and that's what most of the um, <laughs> most of the, the the voicemails were beef that people had with various things in climbing, uh, both men and women. So those are kind of two categories: things we wish wouldn't die, things we wish would die, and then um, oh wait, some I'm, I'm I'm doing it again, the dying part. But uh, and then stuff that the zombie was stuff that like everybody kind of agrees should be gone should go away like we 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 just all can get on board but it it hangs around. Sort of like taps. Actually taps is a bit of a zombie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so anyway, those are the categories. My favorite is the original, the laments. Um so let's open up with a lament.
1: Hi, uh this is Molly. Uh I'm calling because I heard that not a lot of women had called and I wanted to represent and also I do have a lot of thoughts about various climbing uh related things but um it was actually hard to choose but I think the thing that I've been thinking about that I think might be dying and I'm pretty sad that it's dying is uh just sleeping in the dirt like, uh, like just going climbing and sleeping on the ground or like in a tent or or not in a tent um yeah I think a lot of people are sleeping in uh, nicer places than on the ground these days so maybe like if you're a young climber just you're kind of missing out just like leave your sprinter van and uh for a night at least and just try it out maybe if you're over 30 you get a pass or something i don't know anyway uh that's my thought i think that might be dying maybe we should mourn it wow i wonder if this will actually get played okay bye
0: It got played, Molly. Yeah, Molly. Thanks for coming through. And I had to start to beg for women to call in, Molly. Appreciate it. So, what do you think? I mean, clearly it's dying. Clearly, it's like. Wait, wait. I'm confused. She wants you to
6: sleep in the dirt where the bugs are? Where the bugs are. (laughs) Like, where anything, any animal could just like crawl on you. Yes.
0: And also fecal matter.
6: That sounds Aww. That's been Crazy turned into dust. <laughs> Why would she want you to do that? <laughs> Sleeping under the stars, dog. Oh. Under the stars? Yes, where it's cold? It's cold.
8: Right.
4: <laughs> and exactly.
6: wind could make your face hurt?
4: Yes. Oh.
6: And the moon could burn you. Yeah, and the stars could keep you up with their bright twinkliness. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those stars! <laughs> oh. I, I think Molly's um, got a terrible idea there. I'm happy to see it go away. Really? No, I'm just no, being I, facetious. Yeah, I know you are,
0: because you're you're a dirtbag. You're, a dirt bag. you're a sort of a a dirtbag historian or a someone who believes in the. In the sanctity of the, of those years you have to put in, in climbing when you don't have any money.
6: Totally. I mean, well, sleeping in a tent's like pretty cush. Like, I don't know if you haven't slept in a tent and, uh, you're a climber, that seems like an odd mismatch. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there are any climbers who are like call themselves climbers, but have literally never slept in a tent. Outdoor climbers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like outdoor, are there outdoor climbers who've literally never slept in a tent? I would
7: imagine there's a lot. But what about like, I mean, she's saying sleeping in the dirt. So I, I, when she said that, I envisioned like sleeping at the base of the cliff or the boulders or something.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. she I think she like equivocated on the tent, but she really means out. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the dirt. like In the dirt. I, like I think a whole new... therm right. in your sleeping bag, Like
3: like by the fire. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's a campfire yeah. and you're sleep like... Sleep
0: on a crash pad maybe yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'll lament that. Yeah, that's too bad. I think it's... I think it's... I mean, the whole the van life is probably as part, it's all just tied with that. You know, we've talked about that a lot, yeah. but, um, but I, th- and I think I like the way she called, like, just, just go do it. You know, it reminds me of like the, um, the outward bound solo, you know, they force the kids yeah. to go out and like sit by themselves for a couple days or whatever. Outward
3: bound student right here. Did you solo? Hell yes, I did. What was it like? It was pretty awesome. It was, um, we didn't have much food for like three and a half days. They just give you like enough to not feel like you're going to die. And you have water, you have access to water and you have water with you. And um, that was the first time I soloed. And then I did a college program where I went on a solo, which was a little bit more adventurous because I kind of snuck out of my solo site and I was like a rav, like a ravaged animal. And I like ran across the desert in my underwear for like a couple hours in the sand. <laughs> and, the, and then came back to my solo site and I was like, that was cool. And we didn't have any f- any food on that one. Wow. We, we like completely just fasted and had water. Wow.
0: So the fasting probably sent you into this like ec- ecstatic state.
3: I mean, you can either do mushrooms or you can fast.
0: Yeah, totally. Hmm. I also think that
7: sleeping in the dirt is no longer really practical for... The way that climbing looks, you know. I mean, if everybody that was hanging out in the buttermilks just like dragged their sleeping bags up to the Grandpa Peabody to chill, <laughs> you know, like the scene would just. Uh,
6: Have you guys ever slept in a public bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like worse than the dirt and I've slept in a public bathroom <laughs> on climbing trips. God, that's I, rad. I don't think I <laughs> it's have. It's just raining, you know, and there's like an yeah. outhouse or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. sleep in the little oh, inside yeah, outhouse. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so, if you
7: put the outhouse on its side, it'd be a bit more
6: comfortable.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Not a porta potty. Like,
0: <laughs> like a block toilet. <laughs> yeah,
6: oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think
0: that's a big part of like the, the sort of British dole, yeah. uh, old dole experience because I, I know my friend Alan Carr has... Told me that he's they would go and just sleep in the public bathrooms. Hmm. And uh, I think Paul Pritchard actually said something about that as well. Just like that's where you lived. It wasn't like you did it once. You basically like (laughs) everybody stay the fuck out of my house. This is where I live now. (laughs) Like rats infesting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's more of a lament of, of again, this, this removal of some of these like basic traditions that we had about what it meant to go out and be like a full time climber. Um, And the van is kind of like changed it all so much, which we've remarked on many times. Well,
6: all of these things were born of the fact that everyone drove cars that Mm -hmm. weren't big enough for you to sleep in them. And all of your stuff would fit in it and you would fit in it and maybe your partner would fit in it and that was it. And you couldn't like sleep in your car because it was a tiny little sedan or something. Mm -hmm. And now that's just not the case. And so it's like, yeah, I'm trying to put myself in the position of having the luxury of having always driven a, big car or even a truck or something, you know, that you could like literally just never have put your, you know, head down in the dirt and slept on while, you know, in a climbing situation or context. And Mm -hmm. I can see how that could be possible now. So, but I, I just can't imagine it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and she did give a little like caveat for the old people. She said over 30.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was like, don't yeah. you mean Molly's over... It's
0: just like those poor maybe people. Maybe can we go like over 40 or something? <laughs> They're all just emaciated. Just well, I was, if you thing. think about it,
3: nowadays, if you slept on the dirt as opposed to in your van, you'd wake up. To probably exhaust from the person in the van heating up their van <laughs> yeah. in the morning. You
6: just get run over by exactly. all the vans. <laughs> <laughs> you slept in the dirt. That's
0: that's not completely out of the question. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful where you fucking put your sleeping yeah. bag. It's the, too dangerous. I mean, to sleep how, in high, the dirt. how high? How high is Joe Kinder in his, when he's driving his four wheel drive fucking yeah. sprinter? He I means. He's way up there. Yeah. Or all these idiots with the giant trucks that you, yeah. you know, you can't see like the 30 feet in front of your, your hood because your <laughs> truck is like six and a half feet tall on the front end. Um,
7: you just get scooped up. Like yeah. Brad so actually
0: Molly, <laughs> just Molly, fuck off. Like everybody <laughs> oh, should be in some sort of, you know, <laughs> strengthening. <and> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they don't get run over.
4: <laughs> uh, you could put like a
3: like a snow what a, a snow plow on the front and like plow the people sleeping on the right. ground up as you drive. away. Well, I mean, you,
0: there's one last thing to say about this, we'll move on, but the, I mean, Camp Four is still Camp Four, right? So if you've climbed in Yosemite and stayed in Camp Four, then you've at least had to put a tent up. Mm-hmm. And um I remember it crashing all the time in there because you would pretend to have a site. And just go throw your sleeping bag down, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. I mean, that's that you got to get you out need of your. to be van. like really well
6: connected and rich to get a spot in California. <laughs> yeah, you
0: have to like get joined.
6: I mean, you yeah. might as well. You have just a van. nominally put your tent there just to say you've slept there, but right. then you go sleep in your van like, and, or go to the Awani. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember all the shenanigans so you can we used connect
3: to, go.
0: to internet and like right. update your portfolio, uh,
3: <laughs> update your Instagram. I mean,
0: I remember all the shenanigans we used to go through to try to sleep in our rigs. And that must be bonkers now, with yeah, because everybody's so attached to their their kit inside of their vans. Like the idea of leaving it behind. I'm like that now too, though, because I was going to say that as I got older, the thought of sleeping in a tent did seem a little barbaric. Actually, now you
7: just start getting tired. I mean, it, I mean, I'm yeah, back as fuck. I know.
0: And <laughs> I remember when I first got my RV, my little the original mobile studio, the little dolphin type yeah. thing, and the first few times I camped in Indian Creek. And I was just like, yeah, this is fucking amazing, you know, (laughs) like stuffing like 11 people in there and you're like, it's snowing outside or whatever. And you just like "Er, er, er," on the window and look out there and stuff and just see these poor assholes like (laughs) trying to stay warm by like a dwindling fire that's like being put out by the snow. (laughs) And then the other thing is like everybody would be in your in your rig and then you have the like this joy of kicking them all out. In the, in the end of the day. That's actually like one of the most Just get the fuck out. I don't know. Yep. It's like one of the most fun Your girlfriends fun can stay, but the rest of you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the most fun things that about okay? having can a you van.
3: Understand that? <laughs> I, oh, I'm down with it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so down with it. It's all good. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that's one of the most fun things about actually having a van is that you you could have like all the people and like play cards and laugh and joke around. And it's like all these people, like you're having a party in your place. Whereas, like you know, if you're sleeping in the dirt, you're just kind of like groveling in the dirt.
6: Yeah, but you can play games in the dirt. Yeah, you can play tic-tac. <laughs> what kind over. of games? <laughs> these vans are like big Sticks. metal. These vans are like big metal wombs with little baby climbers inside that are being nourished by them, and they can't stray too far because their umbilical cord will pull, pull them back.
4: <mumbles> <laughs>
0: Would that make like the sliding door of the birth canal? Like every morning, they these like little slimy
4: (laughs) (laughs)
6: babies. climbing day. So I have to like protein shake my
3: yeah protein Protein shakes shakes. no beer.
6: I've got my Vitamix uh, (laughs) running off my
4: battery here. (laughs) All right, next. That's pretty funny. This one
0: dovetails with the one that Andrew brought up. Brought up so.
9: Hey guys uh Jesse here, not so much of a beef uh more of uh, pouring one out for something we're losing and and that is uh independently run uh climbing gyms as a struggle to keep up with the chains uh that are popping up everywhere and uh those of us who who grew up in the 90s in that first wave of uh climbing gyms know that the independently run climbing gyms the local mom and pop businesses uh were the culture carriers of of the sport and they were unique and quirky uh and locally inspired and i think it's hard uh harder for those things to occur when gyms are franchised and, and chains. Uh, so, uh, you know, nothing we can do to fight against it. Um, however, I'm curious to know what you guys think about what we can do to make sure that these larger, uh, gyms continue to carry the culture of climbing, uh, and don't lose that community spirit that, we all have grown to love about climbing gyms and new hold uh you know big budgets for new holds is awesome that's great um don't need all the yoga studios and and spin studios but um there you know there's not there's not all bad things about new and larger climbing gyms uh, but we got to be careful about what can be lost thanks guys
6: um, that's an interesting topic. I think that's, it's super, there's lots of like thing directions you could go with that. I mean, obviously as a proud anti-capitalist, not really, but my, uh, <laughs> my initial instinct is to, you know, kind of be like, boo, big monopolies taking over climbing. Bleh. But I mean, here in our own town, you know, of Carbondale, we just lost our, our the one gym that we had because, um, you know, very blah, 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 whatever money issues and um the you know you would imagine that like a conglomerate like a wouldn't one of these big mega mcgyms or would be able to have like the money-making enterprise in some place and then be able to branch out into satellite spots and more smaller but kind of rich climbing areas like carbondale where there's not a huge population but they could sustain you know the kind of or at least float, you know, the month to month when when people aren't paying the bills or whatever it is. So I could see if if like basically I'd be a big fan of like McGyms if the, if there was opportunities like that for small towns where there were they could bring in that their kind of um, their gym model and you know have uh, have their tentacles in in all parts of the country instead of just in like urban areas in the money markets.
7: Well, it's the sort of thing that everybody like wrinkles their nose when outside money comes in to climbing, you know, it's like what we hate. It's like, Oh, cause I mean, no gym is going to want to put a risky business into Carbondale than less. Like you said, they're very, you know, community motivated. And like these big gyms have to answer to their shareholders and their profit reports and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they would never do that. So I'm against it. The yeah. McGyms, but it seems like a trend that's not going anywhere, you know, like they, they just keep multiplying and, and snatching up gyms and crowding out local gyms. So as far his question was sort of, you know, what do we do about that? Or how do we kind of push these big gyms to be more community involved? And I don't really know. I mean, I think that it's like, if you can't beat them, join them. So, you know, I mean, as long as the employ you know, people are putting pressure on the employees to do cool classes or to do. You know, local outreach programs or you know trail days or whatever—it's about the best you're going to get, I think.
0: What about civil disobedience? Like always, <laughs> like always wearing your shoes into the bathroom, <laughs> like, or just as like, opposed to never. Like you're before just like you even check I'm in, swipe your yeah. holes. Yeah. That's yeah. what this Mick Jim doesn't know is I'm getting urine on all the holes. <laughs> Right Are there
6: any, like, efforts to unionize? Like, <laughs> oh, among I just boys. saw some article yeah, pop up recently.
7: Have, yeah. Yeah, the workers have definitely union, tried, to, it tried to unionize and unionize. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I mean, the other thing is that we're, I mean, we cause it. Because it's like, only these mega gyms can, can blow our minds with these giant facilities. And you and I, like, a couple of years ago, went to that giant facility in Aurora, or wherever the fuck it was in Denver. And we were like, holy shit. Like, this is the sickest crag in Colorado. Like, here we are, <laughs> you know? And so it's like we get drawn in, but but nobody, they're in their own arms race that, they, that they've created and we've caused because um, I was just talking to some, oh, it was actually Michael Logan via um, his dad, Jamie. And she was t- saying that like gyms have about a 15-year lifespan now. Yeah. Because before they're they, just not cool anymore, and they just can't hang because uh-huh. everything is is so old and run down, and or not up to the latest technology. And like, yeah, we well, just talk about crushing the like mom if you and were, pop gyms,
7: yeah, if you were looking at opening a gym, that's one of the things you would look at: is can I can I make can I get out of the black get out of the red into the black and make a profit before my gym's not cool anymore in twelve right. years, right? You know, so this yeah. Is-
3: this is really interesting, actually. So the one thing I was thinking about is on one hand with the gems, it's like sometimes I think about Starbucks where I'm like, right. well, you can't blame a guy that had a good idea and it became enormous. So on one hand, like kudos to Starbucks starter guy um, because he had a good idea and it made it. And the one thing that um, I'm experiencing is in Carbondale with the monkey house closing is we have like a little climbing club and the thing about the club, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for mentioning this, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really actually miss the community of all the people, the people that I love, the people that I'm like, eh, the like all the people that go to the, to the climbing gym that you're like, you see, and you're like, You've got like an interaction with all of them, and some of them are your best friends, and some not. And I miss that I because think that's
6: what he's alluding to for sure. Yeah,
3: so. I yeah. miss that about the monkey
6: house. But can't you get that at like a big gym?
3: Well, that's what that's what I'm saying is that okay, we have the climbing, the can. little climbing club. Maybe. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm not all the
6: randos too. I
3: want the randos too. And, (laughs) and like,
0: (laughs) some people are maybe a little less fucking aggro, right? Like just
3: the whoever's that like to come in and climb, you know, the V zeros that are like really cool people. And you just like hanging out with them. And so I miss that. And then I, so I'm like at once I'm like angry. And then also really grateful that I go to this gym, this quote unquote gym, but I wouldn't be opposed to movement or momentum or one of the M1s coming into our town and like sweeping up some space that's empty because we do have plenty of empty spaces right now in Carbondale and like creating something for the whole community as opposed to like, now we all kind of climb like, oh, I go to my buddy's gym or I built a gym in my house or whatever. Totally, no,
0: that whole feeling of us all scurrying to our... We're like rats. Yeah. Yeah. We've all I, I prefer scurried. to be a prairie dog. <laughs> you uh, you're a rat. <laughs> no, you no, you're a like dog the right rest now? of us. Just like, <laughs> like you know, just uh, popped out of my little hole yeah. and yeah. Then went back in. Um, yeah, but have, There's a little has, moon
6: board light next to you. Right. <laughs> would you
0: snack you on the head and it goes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which, have you guys ever been like a, a sort of regular attendee or member of one of these great big gyms? Cause that's one of the things is we're I mean, here in the desert, in like talking about you have. Yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah. Grand Valley climbing gym. I belong there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for a while. I mean like the thing, yeah, this Delaney Miller wrote a piece and for com about how gyms have lost their souls or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that article is unconvincing because I'm like, what, what are you even talking about? It's, I can kind of see where this question comes from and what people like Delaney are getting at, because yeah, you always are nostalgic for things in the past, even though in reality, they're just shitty and worse, <laughs> shittier and worse, you know? <laughs> and, um, I think that that's a little bit about what's going on here. Cause he's like, who cares what it's called? Who cares if it's all owned by one dude, as long as it's like a sick gym that you can climb in and, you know, train in I think that's all people want and that's all they care about. Yeah. Like I don't care that, you know, there isn't like some rando, you know, gym owner with like one leg and like missing <laughs> teeth who like sits on the couch <laughs> and sprays about like, you know, being on Sarah Torre in nineteen sixty five uh, and You're talking you
3: know, about Fabrizio?
6: Whoever it is. I'm just like giving, I'm just like making up a character, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what people think is like missing from like the sterile environment of modern gyms is like these kinds of.
7: No, I think people were, people are missing the fact that, you know, you got to knock, you, you protected yourself from COVID if you worked in a 1990s climbing gym. And that's the reason I didn't get it. I just, just go behind the, the wall. To, you know, I've been into, I'm immune to everything.
4: <laughs> you know,
7: you could, you could take your climbing shoes in to the bathroom, Chris, and right. walk all over the climbing holes and I could lick them. <laughs> I'm not going to get anything. <laughs>
4: uh, I
3: not only would lick them, I'd suck them. Okay.
7: Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, I think, I think that he does have a point though of the, the, I mean, I, I, we're, I don't, I don't go to these big gyms often enough to know, but it, it would seem what he, what your caller is saying is that what's missing now is that you can't go into a gym and have it feel like there's no, the sense of family or belonging right. is missing, you know, and you're saying, Oh, people just want to go train. And while that may be true, I think there he's, he's true in saying that there's a missing element now to that, Mm -hmm. you know, people want to go like, I would go to the climbing gym when, as a teenager, uh, after school just to hang out. Right. Like I would be resting or whatever. Just, Oh, I know so-and-so is going down there. I'm going to go kick it with them. You know, maybe we'll like go get a bite, but like, we're going to meet up at the climbing gym, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's definitely like kind of going away, I think. Like people I now think gyms
6: they need to just get couches. <laughs> <laughs> they need more couches. Dirty, I agree. Dirty, dirty couches. couches. Yeah. That's the solution. We need more put couches.
0: My, I put my feet up on those couches. Yeah. And then <laughs> that the 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 way the person
3: sleeping in the dirt can now go
6: on that couch.
0: Right. You yeah. need
6: a spot for kids to smoke weed out. And yeah. Out back back. And they need dirty couches. Yeah. I learned fire. how to drive
7: in the snow at the parking lot of our gym. You know, we would just tear around, like driving, <laughs> ripping donuts and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's you would get kicked out for doing that now, but anyway, yeah, it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, bring I mean, bring
7: back the local the
0: local shops. It's just it, he he had a point though. He, he did say that there's nothing we can kind of do about it other yeah. than to in, somehow. I mean, it's just the profit thing. It's like I think the margins are small, and you know this idea that you know I was I was thinking it was kind of like a record company old record company idea which has also changed in the record business but it was like you have these huge you know you have these huge you know million multi-million dollar selling acts that means you can spend money on these up-and-coming acts and that's actually gone away a lot in in uh the record business as well and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying like well we can go and take a chance in this place what the fuck is a record business what, exactly what are you talking about the recording industry <laughs> oh
7: that's
3: different. The record. I just
7: I'm
0: sorry.
3: Making like turntables and records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh like God. what? Music.
0: Sorry, music business. Yes. Sorry, music
7: business. Yeah, that was the, dating the me. The VHS tape industry. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could just bring that back. <laughs> We'd be fine. I mean, have any of you motherfuckers ever <laughs> rewound, yeah. when was the last time you rewound something? <laughs> That to that. Uh-huh. I, mean, I mean, honestly, if you're not
4: watching tapes, fucking Masters
0: yeah. of Stone with some fucking yeah. like, shit on the screen <laughs> where, where you can't see the VCR, and yeah, trying to hit like, the VCR, then <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you even doing? I, yeah. <laughs> All the videos are too clear now. That's what I want to say. <laughs> you had to fight to see Dan Osmond back in the day. And if you rewound it like a hundred times, the fucking thing was fucked. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> you know? And then you'd have to return it to like blockbuster video right. and it's fucked and you're like, no, I didn't do it. I got it like this. There's something wrong.
0: Be kind, uh, rewind, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's lament uh, Let's lament something else here. This apparently came in from a recent guest on the enormous cast. Hey, Chris, this
5: is Bert, man listen, just wanted to follow up on a couple of things from our podcast, okay, there was like a lot of stuff we talked about, and I don't know, man, you know, climbers these days, love them to death, and because they, they buy a lot of shoes from me, because I'm a shoe rep, love them to death, but, you know, they just don't, no one knows how to adventure, you know, it's all about ground up stuff, and I just, did everything ground up, you know, the way I was taught and, you know, love climbers to death these days, but they're just, they're lost, man. I mean, Lynn Hill was cool. You know, what she did was cool and everything. Love her to death. But, you know, she, there like, they bolted a bunch of stuff on El Cap and they put bolts in the wall. And like, you know, we didn't bolt anything on the mirror wall. I mean, we, we didn't add any bolts, but we put bolts in. There's a difference between putting bolts in and adding bolts, man. And I just wanted to, you know, straighten that out. And, you know, Todd Skinner and Alan Watts, you know, they were cheaters, man. They You know, they were cheating. And you can't work roots, but, you know, you can, you know, work them out on top rope. But it's not working them out on top rope, you know. So just saying, you know. And uh for rifle, you're welcome. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. 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 so apparently Bert, Burt there had been drinking or something <laughs> he said he'd been on my podcast but I don't remember having a Burt on I don't Bert remember Bert yeah yeah <laughs>
7: I'm going to go back through the
0: archives and see, see which bird I had
4: on the show. <laughs> Burt
6: myth.
0: <laughs> Burt myth. <laughs> However, within there, within that, uh, I don't know where that guy came from, but within that particular voicemail was this idea that we could talk about, about like the past being more rad, more adventurous, more like like everybody was sort of more sick Ooh. years ago. And this is go. like... I mean, this plays on like, uh, you know, it's like what we're dealing with right now with fucking MAGA, you know, like, oh, the America used to be this or used to be that. So are we like dealing in mythology here or what's going on with this idea that? Yes. Trad, clim- trad climbers are <laughs> MAGA. Same. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. If you're a trad climber, you support I feel support like this Trump. comes
7: up every fucking time. Like <laughs> it's what. You know, you know, let me. fit Dude, I'm not I'm this just laughing. Like, this I'm not is we talked about this. I don't know if it was you know on a taps, but like the people that like the you know the five nine crack climbers, like oh he might you know win a World Cup in like on site fourteen a sport, but like put him on a five ten crack and see how he does. <laughs> that whole idea. I don't know if that's the same. Well, but. it kind of is though, right? I mean, you got Bert Smith being like
0: <laughs> myth, <laughs> Bert myth,
7: <laughs> Bert myth. <laughs> Saying how, you know, like, yeah, like, put put any of these, I don't know, I'd love to see these young kids, you know, give them the equipment that that the old timers have that are beating this drum about how awesome they were, give them the tools, give them the equipment and see what they could do. Maybe it remains to be seen, but I think they'd have like, Connor Hurston would have like no problem doing some of this shit in those same style and the same, you know.
3: I mean, didn't you just have comp climbers on that like sent the fricking nose? Come on, man. Weird. I mean, I'm not. I I'm not totally uh, disagreeing. I'm on the fence about this because I do think that uh, some pretty hard climbs. Uh, there's a, a route in El Dorado Canyon, Supremacy Crack, and that's like a five twelve. Back in whatever day, I mean, I think it was like one of the first established five twelve cracks in the country. And these guys were doing it in their climbing shoes that were practically mountaineering boots. So I'm kind of like. I don't know. I mean, it, it. If we give people the tools that we have now, like the the comp climbers and the sport climbers and whoever else, they probably will send. I mean, I think we've had plenty of examples well, of saying. that.
7: Give them, put them in a pair of EBS, give them some hexes, and I kind of think they'll be fine. Maybe, yeah, but, but that's you're, you're, the thing. You're I don't know. The issue.
3: I, I I actually don't know if that's the case. Yes, I think if we give them yet. the modern equipment, it's going to be like, yeah, okay, you know, Indian creeks practically sport climbing now. But if we gave them the equipment from the time that those routes were put up, I think it would feel like really hard. I think it would feel hard.
0: My thought on the thing is not whether they could or if they're stronger or just as good at climbers. I just think the world has changed too much. And, you know, even mountain project, guidebooks, um, all the information at your fingertips. I mean, we've, we've talked on this show to this, you know talking about how you know you could you when you traveled and even 30 years ago you didn't you didn't know anything you just left and, and, you so went. and I, argument, I just don't think my argument is that more adventure is, equals more rad no my argument is that it was hmm. harder and therefore more suffering and therefore more bold to be a climber when there was no information and you had to step up and do things without the information. And, and the equipment and, and maybe there's like climbers that are, are these Luddites that are doing that, but most of us... You think the zeitgeist is shifted. The zeitgeist is yeah. shifted. Most of us are not going to eschew the information, be like, don't tell me about where I'm going. I just want to get off the plane and, and and not know where I am. Yeah. And, you know, we talk like Hayden Kennedy, our friend Hayden, like he... F- actively did fight against that like he used to send postcards way into the internet age you know which which we all have a couple or many of us have Mm -hmm. some and and they're like these relics because they would arrive at our our houses after he got home Mm -hmm. like that's what it was like but he tried to hold on to this idea of like disappearing and the fact that like you can no longer disappear isn't isn't a hit on people who who you know don't shut off their phone but it's more like the opportunity is there and so people are going to use it and i just think that like just the fact that you couldn't do that means that those guys and girls were like more rad i mean if you were doing the fifth sixth seventh ascent of the nose did you have beta like that was useful i mean now you could are you are you just gonna like are you literally gonna be a person who's like I'm going to climb the nose and I'm going into this like information cave for the next six months. I'm not going to look up any information. That would be sort of the equivalent. So I just think like it's not that people are less rad. It's just they don't have the the opportunities to sort of like go into the unknown just don't exist anymore unless you unless you actively like turn off your phone and turn off the internet and like make this point of it. I mean, I Gary Neptune does used to do that, right? He used to climb all this old shit. Well, yeah. Gary Neptune still yeah. do like there's yeah.
7: dudes who climb in Swami belts still and
0: shit like that. Right. But, I but don't, that, that's, I guess, I mean, so I'm sort of like, I don't know where to go at the argument, but.
7: Well, it sounds like you're equating the ability to get lost, Like, you know, because the fifth or sixth or seventh ascent of the nose, you know, what about freeing it in a day? Like, where does, how does that factor in? Like, sure, I there's more that... information, but is would you argue that the fifth
0: ascent of the nose is more rad than the free ascent of the nose? I mean, how no, does but I would argue that the, nose the fifth free ascent of the nose isn't as rad as the first free ascent of well, the nose. Duh, right? But there's yeah, no but more like, noses. Yeah, <laughs> We're I mean, it's noses. partially like a, a supply and demand problem. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, you
10: but know, so every people, once in a while
0: it pops up like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Sunny Trotter and going up and, you know, doing those things like the Pineapple Express and stuff. And, and OK, what style, about or what but, about
3: like Bronwyn Hodges and yeah. her expeditions? Those I mean, are.
0: Yeah, those are throwbacks to
3: though. me. That's like yeah. she's still doing that. Like right. she and her comrades, whoever they may be at that time, like there's they're, they're still going out and doing that. There's a big
0: ass. butt.
4: Yeah, well, and the biggest,
3: is. the biggest, but is that they have internet, they have right. all this access to information yeah. and they have modern climate. And they equipment. shouldn't not
0: use it. Yeah. But, but the, when the there's, when there's no possibility, when you're Charlie Porter on a fucking sailboat or you're, you're Charlie Porter going into the Baffin, like you're going in completely fucking blind and with no safety net. Yeah. And, and again, like, I think it's stupid if you go to Baffin in 2024 without a satellite phone and a safety net, you're a fucking idiot. And that's the problem is you, because you have the choice, I don't know. So I, I just, well, I, I, so the thing, that's the, my the, thing.
7: My irksome thing right. is that the idea that the way that it was done in the past mm-hmm. was better, infinitely better right. in every regard. Cause I don't buy that.
0: Like, you think Bert believes that?
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you Bert know, there's, cert, there's certain Bert things, th- things were done Bert a certain Matthews. way that were contrived. <laughs> right. There's no question. Yeah. You know, that were less efficient, for sure. But like, it, you know, I, I can't sit here and listen to somebody, oh, it was better back then. Why? Well, it just was. That's well, not... Go
0: ahead. All right. One last thing, because Andrew hasn't piped in here, is like, I I don't think that Bert <laughs> with a B with a B Bert was saying that ground up was better because he even you know Bert I mean I don't know too much about Bert's climbing career but I believe he he threw that out the window. I think it was it's more and with with guys like him and myself who who looks back at the history is just again this this like openness. Like I you know I'm trying to get Jim Erickson on the podcast he I just need to get down there and talk to Jim, right? And I just always think about like what a, what was it like to walk into El Dorado Canyon mm. and look around and realize that there was like six routes, and all of a sudden you're just like, whoa! And so it's not like a it's not a diss on modern climbers. It's just like you you it's really hard to have that experience. No, I, know? Don't, I that and, I and, fully and, agree with. And you. that experience in Yosemite was the same way. I mean. To be like, yeah, these things haven't like. Look at that wall; it hasn't been climbed, and and to lament a little bit that, like, I mean, the boldness thing too. I think it's lost in America. I think the ratio's down, right? I think okay. there's
7: plenty of bold climbers, but I right. think the the ratio of bold climbers mm. to you know average climbers is like watered down than what it used yeah. to be. Because I will fully admit that, and grant you that risk used to be such an intrinsic part of climbing, no question right and that is gone for the majority of
0: climbers for sure i mean that's why we like that's why we revere this whole gritstone thing that still seems to like it's a hold it yeah it's a whole because you know why they hold it is because there's this fucking rule against putting bolts in and that's the thing that that kurt oh sorry excuse me bert um (laughs) is that like you you wanted to put a bolt in right but you knew there was like you knew that it was it was sort of against the rules and you would get hell and so you just you there was this help this like push to keep you going and now it becomes just a total personal choice cuz nobody in fact not only is no one going to diss you for putting the bolt in, they're going to diss you now for not putting the bolt in because yeah. now your route is dangerous and it's going to get somebody killed. And Snake they're going to go up there and they're going to and you need to responsibly blah. You know, it's like so. I think he has a total point. Yeah, because there was nobody saying that back then.
7: There's yeah. There's no push. Right? Yeah. I, I just I just <laughs> Burped, think that like I mean yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Andrew. You you've been holding your tongue. Well, I've, yeah,
6: I've got a few things to say. I guess my, my middle way here is that I think old climbers are generally just really annoying about this and it's because Man, I love you to death. they're old I love you to death, and they've got Andrew. nothing else left in their lives and nothing to look forward to. And everything's in the past and they're that, and that's that. And they're yeah. just, they have a grievance about how nobody respects them or even knows who they are. And I think young climbers are also annoying because they lack perspective <laughs> They don't realize Everyone's the degree annoying. to which they are the standing on the shoulders of those uh, that came before them. They take for granted all the roots that were developed mm-hmm. and these perfect crags that were set up. And that they think that they're, it's always been that way and they have no perspective. Um, I think also that I, I find it interesting to compare the past to the present and then kind of lament the present in that context. But there's also another uh, way to look at it, which is to compare the present to the future. And you can do that and say, you know, yeah, to, by today's standards, like everything has been done and nothing is left. But by 50 years from now, people will, might look back to this very moment and say, oh, my God, there is so much left to do. Mm-hmm. And the climbing was like had X, Y and Z, you know, all the things that we like about it now. And so, I mean, basically, there the number of unclimbed new routes is as great as it will ever be in our lifetime today. And that's not going to be true tomorrow mm-hmm. and it'll be less true a year from now. Um, yeah. so it's, I mean, so if you look at it from that present to future, uh, paradigm, then it's like,
7: yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with every point you have. I mean, I, my, you know, I have a lot of respect for the older generation. Like I would go toe to toe on inter like, anybody on a history trivia, you know, like I, I immerse myself in it. Um, but I do think that we, and you know, as this goes outside of just climbing, but I think we have a tendency to just paint over the past with like nice broad strokes and just make it seem like everything was so good and so cool. And like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that that's how it really was, you know? Well,
6: and it's also like, I mean, that's like the young generation's God given right is to take the piss out of the older generation and to just make fun of them (laughs) for what they did. And (laughs) it's just the way it is. And it's always the way it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And when you're young, and you are that person who's just like scoffing at like the old guard, then you feel it's an amazing thing to experience. And everyone should have that experience. So Mm -hmm. I don't deny them that. But you should also realize that one day you're going to be old too. And you're going to all of the, you know, your heroes and the things that are important to you, aren't going to be respected or talked about or valued anymore. Um, and then you're just going to fucking die. And that's going to be
0: (laughs) be it. (laughs) Well, it's kind of
3: actually this kind of but makes not me, on
0: one of your wimpy climbs that have too, has too much yeah, I'm exactly. not gonna fall, yeah, yeah I'm not gonna die in a rock. Exactly.
8: yeah. It kind of makes
3: me think of um, like two different perspectives. One is like Fred Becky, like it makes me think of Fred Becky because I
6: who exactly,
3: exactly, <laughs> the I, <dirt> exactly, <laughs> the jerk bag. Um, And I just kind of feel like on one hand, if I said the name Fred Becky into a crowd of people (laughs) at Rifle, (laughs) they'd be like, who are you talking about? And yet, like he was one of the most prolific climbers of his time, like, you know, put up so many countless routes, you know, and if so, for me, I think of him and I think of the routes that I've climbed that he's put up and I'm like wow, this is like pretty intense. I mean, he did this at a time when, you know, there wasn't the kind of equipment we have and was potentially considered even a rebel. And I think that was one thing that I had like said in that text message to you, Andy, about, you know, older that older generation was also considered rebels. Counterculture. And yeah, it was yeah. like very counterculture and fringe to be a climber. And I feel like Fred Becky in his heyday was like definitely considered that, and then now with like the advent of modern news and modern ways of communicating, it's not as fringe anymore. So I think also just that access to information changes the way that climbing is viewed and the way that climbing um, evolves. You know, from here forward, as opposed to back then when you know Fred was putting up roots and. You know, sleeping in bathrooms.
7: Yeah, I mean to piggyback off what you said, like today is as fringe as climbing will ever be yeah. again. You know. Yeah,
6: I have. I just had a dark vision of like 50 years from now when <laughs> trad climber is redefined to just mean like someone who sleeps in the dirt and like does <laughs> like weird larky things like cosplays and like dirty
0: clothes yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> You're all you know, tra- into, all. all just a cosplay uh, thing because yeah. it'll be calls <laughs> trad taps
7: yeah. ASMR hotline. <laughs>
0: Everything'll be bolted so that you'll you'll actually have to cosplay trad. Yeah. You're <laughs> I mean, like wearing
6: look, like Mennonite clothing yeah, and right. like they kind <laughs> of are carrying carrying uh, hexes of around, but you have no idea what the hexes are used for.
0: You'll be like, Look at all these cordelettes.
6: They're <laughs> hanging
3: down to They're my knees,
0: can't you tell? cordelettes on top of cordelettes.
7: You use Burt Smith's underwear
0: as a handkerchief. Burt myth. Oh, Burt Puck. Puck. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, uh, Burt well, this might
0: fit into that. Let's, um, <laughs> let's do one here. Uh, Hi, my name is Ian from Pennsylvania. Calling in
11: with a, uh, a trend that I think should die. It's a hot take. I know that. But I think gym to Crag clinics should die. Let the gym climbers stay in the gym. Let the people that want to climb outside, climb outside. We don't need to crossbreed. Keep them where they belong. Peace out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no crossbreeding uh, here. A
0: little bit of eugenics in yeah. there. Don't be, don't be like poisoning the blood of, yeah. of outdoor Keep climbers. Thanks, David
6: Duke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Tickly> Stephen, what's looking <laughs> Trumpy's guy? Uh, Stephen. Yeah, Steve Bannon. No, no, the uh, the bald guy that looks like Voldemort. Oh Aldemar. yeah.
4: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Stephen,
8: something or other.
4: Yeah.
0: God. Miller Stephen C. Miller, Miller yeah. yeah anyway what do you guys think of this whole gym to crag thing it does feel forced
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs> I mean a little bit right like you know I, there, there, it's true there's plenty of people that go outside and they're like this isn't for me I you know I, mm-hmm. I I'm I live in the city I go to the gym that's it so why are we getting dragged outside where it's buggy And there's bugs in my sleeping bag.
6: Well, first of all, gyms have like completely not proven themselves to be responsible enough to teach people how to climb. Let's start there. They're calling backstepping rope behind your leg. Yeah. Oh my God. They don't know what they're talking about and they shouldn't be teaching people.
8: Yeah.
6: They shouldn't be teaching people because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I agree.
3: I, it's interesting. It's interesting because I think at some point in the early days of gyms, they did know what they were doing, and they were teaching correctly. Like I'm, I'm talking like in the '90s, and then like fast forward to now, and it almost seems like the people teaching Jim to Crag have also never climbed outside.
7: No, they took the Jim to Crag at the other gym, and then, and then... now
3: they're teaching Jim to Craig and they're teaching people incorrect things. So, I do you I don't even know? learn a Jim to Crag?
7: <laughs> I don't, we should probably take it. Should we just do it? Let's just, as we to to crack. Let's just sign up Let's for like it. a test. Taps does Jim to Crack. we <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. will <laughs> live stream it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, the original purpose. Three out of four of us fail our test. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, all four are
0: failing. I
3: have totally failed my I take, belay test. I have failed the belay test yeah. at
0: gym. Yeah, I'm failing. Um <laughs> Yeah. The test, I think, has been on a previous test. Yeah, for sure. But, that was the one, I Dilk think they was teach. Yeah, got an, an
6: M scale score of zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I
7: I think they teach leave no trace. Well, <laughs> look,
0: that's that's what I want to say is that like there was this original noble purpose yeah. for Jim DeCrag. Like I remember because you know the the podcast been sponsored by Black Diamond. I was involved in. Like this early, I mean, it was shit. It was like a decade ago, like this gym to crag thing. And the idea was is that gym climbers were going out to the cliffs and fucking up the cliffs because they were dumbasses and they thought they were in a gym. And I don't know. So they were basically going into the bathroom with their shoes on. No.
6: Um- <laughs> and it's like, and now 10 years later. There's more gym climbers going and out and fucking up the that's cracks.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like... So that was the idea. It's like, well, these people are, are you know, urban, which is like a buzzword at the time and still is. Maybe may racist. I'm not sure. But they, they were like, okay, these people don't understand, like, this thing that... and it, So this one is all tied into this traditional thing we're talking about, the back in the day thing we're talking about, because we... You know, there's this idea that climbers had these, like, basic outdoor skills before they ever went climbing, which, to a certain extent, was probably true. It was true for me. Like, I was a backpacker and shit before I was a climber. Mm -hmm. So, I had these ideas of, like, minimalist, you know, impact and all those sorts of things. And so, the, the, the scare was these masses are coming out there and they got their Bluetooth speakers and they got their hammocks, you know, and they don't know how to shit in the woods, so they're leaving their fucking TP all over and...
3: They're day drinking.
0: They're day drinking. <laughs> 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 that's okay. <laughs> 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 they're SIGs, you know, they're flicking SIGs into the bushes or whatever. Well, then and that's we Europe. To, like, we have to, uh, you know, make sure that these people know what is going on. But then it kind of turned into this thing of like this gateway thing of like, let's just get... More people out here because we'll sell more cams and we'll sell more nuts and we'll sell more of this and that if they're also climbing outside. See, so I think
6: that's what it always was. It always... I agree.
0: I agree. <laughs> and, I agree. and that's what I marketing. was going to get to is it, was it could, always was that.
7: Yeah. yeah. There's a little backstory with that whole thing. Um, is there? Yeah. It, so that whole thing came out from a an LCO that I was involved in. And oh, we had come oh, up what? with this... idea Yeah. A what? A what?
3: What is LCO?
7: Oh, sorry, it's a
0: local you have climate You so many
3: acronyms. Oh. Yeah, oh. you
0: guys don't that even. Must know that must be an East Coast thing. No, <laughs> <laughs>
4: we,
3: I, I literally yeah. showed somebody the text you sent me the other day that said oh. BITD, yeah, and I was I like, I don't know what it means. What does the, it mean? Taps
0: itself is an acronym.
4: <laughs> Maybe we
0: should. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's all caps. <laughs> so what? I just try to keep people confused. You
4: know, Prince
3: was all caps too, but it was just yeah. the guy's name.
0: So we need to, next year, we need to bring in someone that's like under 25 to, to they'll yeah. be like our token youngster to yeah. just sit here in awe of, of us yeah. and our wisdom. <laughs> but yeah, I do we'll sit like, on their phones th- the whole time. What do you think, Tyler? <laughs> really I think you idea. guys are great. No, I'd say lit. <laughs> you guys are lit. lit. Yeah. This is lit yo. you guys have riz
3: yeah. you guys are so woke and swole and all the things he will just
0: be vaping in the corner though. Woke and swole. anyway you were saying about your lcos think,
7: no i just think i, I the short the story is that i do think that it's a, it's just a marketing stunt but mm-hmm. like you know to to drum up money for you know access organizations and for companies that sponsor
0: it because i mean you sell gym climbers shoes harness chalk bag yeah Belay device, belay device, and that's it. That's and that shit in the gym, since you're not groveling up some fucking chimneys, your your harness and shit's gonna last forever. Yeah. And you so, just go well, for And, free and, and go if you don't, I'm yeah. sorry, you rent right. it for a
7: and if you don't go outside, why would you need a, a a membership to the you know local or not you know access organization LCO, yeah, if you will.
3: Wait, what does that mean again?
7: <laughs> but if you make all those people outside climbers, or you you know introduce them to it, then. That kind of changes the, s- the spectrum
6: right. a bit. So, so would you
7: agree? It's a little bit of a conspiracy. Local no climbers
6: right? only. Yeah. <laughs> I hereby propose that we start a um, a crag to gym initiative, <laughs> where we go to crags and we convince people to, to leave go to the gym and yeah. go to the gym. This is Get crazy. the fuck out of our fucking crags and go to the gym. And yeah.
3: whoever, like, kind of is the champion for that, they can open a gym in Carbondale, Colorado. Whoa.
0: What would be like, what would you look for? Like, someone who's like, like, covered in, like, covered in. um... I think
7: somebody that has like their chalk bag. With no chalk belt, but clipped or are they're to just their not harness?
6: Carabiner. You're like, you just go up to me. Like, it doesn't look fun. No, yeah, nowhere is fun.
0: The <laughs> gym. It's a gym. They have Wi-Fi. Yeah,
6: like it's like, it literally because like a
0: rifle doesn't have Wi-Fi. That could be your first they selling power. It literally yeah.
3: is the person who has the cordelette hanging down to their knee. You yeah. like you like spot them. It's like the cordelette to the knee. The the
7: multiple belay devices multiple, clipped for a single pitch route.
3: Multiple belay devices they've got the the specter backpack <laughs> yes and the what is it called the chalk bag to the carabiner and it, and it's on a large carabiner so it's also hanging really low but locking so it doesn't but locking yeah. but locking that is our person that's going to go crag to gym
0: i don't know they they're psyched because they got all that stuff
3: oh and that's they have a the, pas
0: device well that's one of the things about climbing <laughs> outside is you get all the stuff and we could have, a, we cool. could have a like, we could have we could have a section the in stuff. the
6: gym where it's stuff only. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole section of the gym that's just stuff. Stuff. You yeah, stuff. You
3: can't even climb. You're not even allowed again, in. It's if you like don't a have separate entrance that you have stuff you can, only.
6: You can build an anchor at the top of your route
0: and lower off of it. You can rent a you can rent a quad from the gym. We we're renting quads, to or this. just an eighteen foot cordiller
3: and see what you can do with it.
0: The, gym, the cragged gym—that's what we need. It's we need the, that. I mean, it would cure so many of these fucking access problems too. I know, and also like this whole wilderness thing. Yeah. That's really what they want. We just need to make climbing outside
6: not cool. The like, Crag to Gym only, Initiative. We only sponsor climbers <laughs> who climb in the gym and hate climbing outside.
0: <laughs> All right, here's a voicemail. I have it. It just says crowds. I, I, I marked it crowds. So let me see what it has to say. Maybe it fits into this. It fits into this argument here for the gym. Crag to Gym.
12: Hi, this is Gringo Dave. I'm calling from the uh, bustling uh, front range metropolis known as... Uh, Denver, Boulder, Wheat Ridge, Louisville, Littleton, Arvada, uh, Cherry Village. My girlfriend doesn't want to call in, but I'm gonna call in for her. For her, she her taps is she would like to see. Seventy percent of climbers um, just vanish because they're harshing our buzz. And uh, we're on our way to guess where Boulder Canyon. Um, we're Colorado natives, by the way. Um, old and crusty and uh, we're hoping to get on a moderate climb with bolts so we're probably going to be battling crowds so wish us luck and uh, my lady friend wants um, people to just uh, maybe vanish to another state okay Right, so so he would be pro. He would be pro.
0: Craig to Jim.
3: <laughs> She's like, tell them, tell them that they should be banished to another state right now.
0: <laughs> so he's pro. Tried to or Jim to tra- or gym to or no crag to Jim. Crag to Jim. <laughs> See, I've been like programmed gym to track. say Jim to Craig. Yeah. This yeah. is
3: like the next access fund initiative, the crag to Jim initiative. Yeah, solve all
6: our. Well, we might have no choice seeing when uh, when all
0: the bolts get banned. Jeez. truly we'll just all these gyms will be just packed and we'd be like why don't these people go outside what the fuck
3: <laughs> either that or we're gonna be hearing about people like dying in the back country because they were like yeah I clipped the anchor on this route and you know the anchor failed and we all fell to our deaths sorry to be grim but are
0: they haunting you how are they telling you <laughs> how are they reporting on this <laughs> Mary yes avenge me. We
4: died. me Mary we died on the failing anchor <laughs> alright
0: let's, let's move on um, here's a Sorando one I think you guys might dig this one
10: hey what's up Taps my name is Jeff I'm a climber in Austin, Texas and as soon as I saw the prompt, I knew that I was, I felt the spirit move me to call and say that this year I'm fucking tapsing on supplements, man. Like my Instagram feed is not just filled with board climbing and cool alpine shit, but never ending supplement advertisements. And I'm speaking as a reformed, recovering supplement purchaser. But it seems to me that there's like, a lot of questionable science moving around the climate community right now, like branch chain amino acids are really probably not necessary for anyone who consumes enough overall protein. That's just, you're peeing it out, man. Um, same thing with like, you know, like gnarly, I would really like gnarly. They'll say, so they sell some really cool shit, but like, also they have like three different hydration and fuel things. Like why can't I just drink a Gatorade? um, uh there's real questions about I guess some of the collagen research, you know, everybody's on collagen, myself included. I had a terrible A2 pull pulley injury uh about a year ago and I was like disciplined about my rehab and my training and getting it back and taking my collagen. And then there seem to be some really smart science folks who are like actually those collagen studies are like not really holding up to a lot of um critical review and maybe we're all pissing our money away on collagen. Uh so anyway, I thought about this recently as I was like making my collagen coffee and trying to decide if I wanted to drink it before or after my daily greens and, you know, worried that I was out of pre-workout before I go to the fucking weight room.
1: I and love I have this guy.
10: Before I hit the crag and I realized that it was dumb and uh, I could do a lot less of that stuff. And so that's what I'm tapsing. And, uh, anyway, thanks. Keep it up.
4: Dude. <laughs> I hell love
10: yeah.
6: Him. Jeff is awesome. I, know, so I love funny. Jeff. That's an awesome one. <laughs> I
3: have to say, I do take a lot of supplements and, uh, I can speak to this. Actually. Well, first of
6: all, before we get into that, <laughs> yeah. I just want to call out that he, Using tapsing as a verb is like pretty baller. We're I'm there. Fucking tapsing. Making it
3: when you got your your title used as a verb, right. you've made it. <laughs> I'm tapsing. Uh, okay, supplements. I love this guy, Jeff. I love you. I did buy into all these like things about supplements, and what I have found that as a female climber.
6: Who is hormonal as well. Why are you always reminding us about this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> because I'm the only one in the room with tits, for Can't you
6: just
0: be a climber
6: <laughs> and do not worry about just, those things? You're just shoving us, your hormones in our faces. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just pushing them and pushing them. Stop. Um, well, <laughs> part of this, though, has to do with when I get psycho. And because I have hormones and I'm a woman, <laughs> I do get psycho. And so one of the things that I She started, said it, not us. I did. I said it, <laughs> not them. Um, one of the things that I discovered is that for every pound of body weight, I'm supposed to be having a gram of protein. And that's really unfortunate because that's 120 grams of protein per day. And so what that means for me is that that's like way more protein than I can actually eat in a day. So I started using protein as a supplement and I found that I had way more energy and felt way less psycho. So there's number one. And then number two, I have other like health things. I have like severe eczema. And because of that, I also take other supplements and they do happen to help me with, I feel like they help me with climbing. Like I take turmeric. I do, um, you know, Gatorade doesn't work for me because it's like too wow. chemically. So I use Ultima.
0: It's too blue.
3: It's too blue. <laughs> like blue number five does not agree with me. I get eczema. So the thing that I'm finding is that some of these supplements are actually helping me not only in my general health, but also with climbing. I mean, I just feel maybe it's a placebo, but I certainly feel better when I take my supplements, particularly protein.
0: Thank haven't, you, haven't you, you fucked with collagen andrew yeah i have um i
6: well i started taking it not without any like um i just heard that you needed to take more collagen so i was like oh, i've never heard of that so I heard, <laughs> i'll give it a shot yeah
0: he was at 7-eleven this guy in line <laughs> yeah. was like yeah Dude, like literally it was, more it, it was
6: like basically like that because and your aura um, is all fucked up yeah it was, I just coincidentally had like an injured finger at the time. Like it was always hurting, crimping and stuff. And like literally after a week or maybe it was two weeks or something, it completely went away and my finger felt fine.
7: That's bizarre.
6: And I was like, holy shit. And I, I was like, I thought maybe collagen had something to do with it, but it was like just completely random. Like
7: I, the, the one that I, the, I remember was bromine. Do you remember that bromine? Bromine was, bromine was supposed to help with pulleys. Huh? That was like I, the first one I ever heard of. For isn't climbing. that what you put in a hot tub? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is.
6: Huh?
7: Well, no, it was in. You could get it out of pineapple, but mm. like you'd have to eat like three pineapples a day to get enough. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's a lot of peeling. Um, but yeah, it, I I mean, I I think I felt something similar. Like, oh, like my you know my fingers tweaked. Take some bromine, and it seems to feel better. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, a placebo effect is still an effect, right? Yeah. yeah it's but super the, mine wasn't
6: a placebo effect. Cause I wasn't in te- taking that for that purpose. Right. It was like completely unexpected side effect mm-hmm. and it just completely disappeared and never mm-hmm. came back this like tweaked finger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would have just healed anyway. And I just, it was a coincidence or not, but yeah, I mean, I've read some of those studies about collagen since then. I actually read one today. It just popped into my newsfeed and it was like, pointing to, I think a lot of the things that they point to as being bullshit are, um, s- the effects on your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the effects on joint, the effects on your joints, I think is still m- maybe, I don't know. I think it was in that article that it was still yeah. legitimate, but his broader point about supplements I think is, is valid. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's just, there's so no, there's never so been bullshit. a
7: shortage of snake oil salesmen. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like, you know, and it, it, like we people and climbers specifically want a magic
0: bullet. You yeah, know? Like we don't. We don't want That's the thing. That's what I think about it as is the hack.
7: Yeah, we don't want the thing that actually takes the patience and the work. We want the like, no, just tell me how many hangboard routines to do, and tell me which supplements to take, so I don't have to rest and yeah. I don't have to be injured. Yeah, you know, so it's very easy to prey on that. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying these companies are doing that, but you know, if, if it wouldn't be hard to do. So I think think
6: taking protein is a good idea. I mean, sure. There's nothing wrong with it anyway.
7: No,
3: I feel better with protein. Yeah. Way less psycho.
7: I think that's, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I think all
6: these things are like (laughs) worth experimenting with Jeff. Um, I think if he doesn't want to get served up supplement, uh ads in his social media feed he should probably stop buying them <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> i mean, no that's stop buying what he's, saying. I think he's addicted
0: he's yeah, addicted
7: to yeah. supplements. i think the only the only harm with these supplements is just to your wallet like you're right. not going to do damage to your I, I don't think i mean maybe the jury's still out long-term effects but yeah you're just going to go broke
3: that's the thing like y- you should eat as much as you can of the food version of the supplement. Right. I mean, I feel like the food is
6: <laughs> all natural. <laughs> it, it, it's
3: actually a little bit more fun too. <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. Um,
3: but I do think that if you feel like you're lacking in something like, there's no way I can ingest 120 grams of protein every Throughout day. Of course of the day. Yeah, there's no lot. way. That's yeah. a lot.
7: So did you ever try? Did you try whey protein ever? That was like the big thing when I started climbing. It, Everyone's like, "Oh, you got to get your whey protein." Whey protein
3: is and the like way you, is it like. came in
7: like chocolate, and you'd mix it in your Nalgene bottle. W h e y, yeah, and mm-hmm. then you would drink it, and then leave it in your car oh, for like so a week <laughs> in the summer, and it smelled like so dude, bad. You like unscrew the top. And it was you like, just
3: throw away the whole bottle. Like the yeah, it smelled bell. like
7: Bigfoot's dick. Like it was like. It was so bad, you know. You would gag. You would and, it, you, and you would. You rinse would it. gag on,
0: on Bigfoot's dick. Is yeah, that what you said? You would rinse it out while it you were chugging Bigfoot's dick. and yeah. gagging. Oh, no, it's terrible.
3: <laughs> Excuse me, while I gag on Bigfoot's dick. You would
7: okay, a, you would try to Thanks. clean it out, and you would do like five
6: yeah. runs. No, you were done. The, you done, done. the bottle is gone. It's over. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, back in the whole... day, climbers used to just drink it, and then <laughs> they go back to sleeping in the dirt. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sleeping in a, to death. Maybe sleeping in a bathroom that night, actually. to death.
7: <laughs> as long as they keep buying shoes.
11: All right, here's a quickie. Victor Blanco, Lander, Wyoming. Bad parking jobs. Got to go. They have to go. Park straight in, people. Close and straight in. This,
3: this, <laughs> this guy's secretly like in Rifle every weekend. Do you know
0: Victor Blanco? I don't. Oh man, no, he's. But
3: I want to know the him, White, you know
0: white Night Blanco, right? You know, oh, Victor? Yeah. the White Night, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: every time, and I mean, I used, I don't know, I, I go through phases where I go to Rifle a lot, and then I don't go very often. But every time, I'm like baffled when pe- when there's space between cars. I'm like. Why is there more than six inches between did these we,
0: cars? Which show and what episode did we talk about the fight? Oh. The parking fight with Maury. I don't know.
3: Oh, I love that story. Yeah, yeah. Maury punched you know a guy about yeah, parking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. But here's has this ever happened to you where you get <laughs> where you get to some crag early and you know there's no lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just a dirt and you park. And then everybody parks around you, and you come back, and you—you look like the douche. douche. Yeah. Well, wait a yeah. minute.
3: If you're if you're like <laughs> the first person there, why the fuck aren't you parking on the, the very, very end?
0: end? True like That's that true. to
3: me is the douchebag move you're the one that for the rest of the day Has, screws up right everybody you, else yeah parking. Do you fuck with well, the algorithm or or
7: you park
6: or you just get there late and you park next to two sprinter vans and then the sprinter <laughs> vans leave and yeah. then like yeah. a Prius comes in and then yeah. there's not enough for another yeah. car and it right. just looks like you look,
7: you look like the
0: douche <laughs> yeah. yeah. you still but look like the douche if you're if like you park I on the swear god I parked well yeah somebody's right in the dirt like you're an asshole
3: like in your car on the window they
6: you're you're like park- I was framed.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fucking Prius
4: Like literally
6: <laughs>
0: framed by two spinner vans. But if you
3: park on the very end because you're the first person there, then it shouldn't matter. Right?
0: True. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The first person right. there. But he's right. Like everything shuffles and yeah. all of a sudden you're yeah. the dude. You're like the odd yeah. Jenga piece yeah. or the Tetris piece. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's true, that's true.
0: But yeah, park park correctly.
7: It's well, I think it you know just people don't know how to drive anymore, you know. <laughs>
6: Guys, none of this is going to be a problem
0: once uh Craig to Jim gets Craig, kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like so many of these fucking problems are going to be cured by Craig to Jim.
3: Yeah, the Craig to Jim initiative.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we're gonna go. We're gonna go into this one. I think we covered this last year, but it it remained murky. So, but we have to wait till the very end. This guy's got some other things to say, but the very last thing he says is what we're going to listen to.
12: Yeah, this is Chris, and
0: uh, I'm just going to say that... Um... First of all, you can tell by Chris's tone of voice, like, he's over it. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a Craig to Jim uh, supporter. <laughs> we should start raising money off of that. <laughs> we'll start a non that yeah. <laughs> promotes Craig to Jim. I'll help
3: with the fundraising. Yeah, but we can
0: all pay. We'll be like all these different...
12: I'm going to uh, buy that website tonight. You're allowed to pay yourself. <laughs> Climbing is way the fuck bigger than ever and is further than ever from supporting its own
8: community and
12: culture. Uh, access issues are not solved by instituting fees. Chipping and lying is way lame, and I still see out polishing
10: the worst career offenders, including managers.
12: Marketing's comms managers in the outdoor industry are clones of the same person and... Day Flash is not a real thing,
0: you kiddo. Know? It was hard to hear, but in the end, he said, Day Flash is not a real thing, kiddo. <laughs> 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 Andy. <laughs> I, we talked about this last year. What? Because I got a lot of fucking Day Flash uh, entries. What is it? Yeah, tell like, us. Tell to us. your knowledge, and I, I feel like you're the, the most best connected to this. Of my
7: knowledge, what the fuck is a day? Flash? It means doing it first try of the day. Oh. But some people also use it to mean doing it in a day. So I think, but
6: I think most people. Which one's more common?
7: I the doing first it first try of the day is the most yeah. common I, that I see people. So doing.
0: you've done. So let me get this straight. So you've attempted to climb the route a thousand times, sure. But on Tuesday, the you know March twenty eighth yep. at nine a.m., you put your shoes on for the first try of the day, and you do it. Day flash. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that doesn't make that any is sense. The
7: fucking
0: stupidest thing I've ever. I actually heard. just
3: like the way it sounds. Like I day flash. Be like I
6: saying that you day flash taking a shit. <laughs>
3: I day flashed my coffee today. <laughs> totally,
7: it was really good. It's just like it's, just mean, like, it's yeah. a contrived term that was made up to like just they flashed it, just bolster somebody's self importance. I want to know where it came from because it somebody started it, yeah, and it really only showed up like you know five or ten years ago at most, right? I don't know, so, but, but everybody that's under thirty uses it. It it's, seems like
0: it's other meaning, possible meaning, yeah. Doing it is, in a day is is. is
6: that seems to make more
0: sense. That's, it and makes that's a little also more, more impressive. Sense. It's more impressive, but it's still fucking stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. It uh, yeah. this is it has to stop. Well, what would
6: you call doing a route in a day? It's just what you nothing. said. Just what you fucking said. You said I
7: did it in a day. It doesn't matter.
6: It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't have to have its own term.
0: It doesn't. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's like yeah, your whole thing with language. It doesn't, need its, language. It doesn't right. need its own term. Right. Right. You either fucking flashed it you, you on it, or it took you multiple tries. You either over one day or two day because,
7: or you had the rope behind your leg. <laughs> Could you <laughs> one or the other? Could
6: you year flash a route? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Decade yeah. flashed it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking lifetime flashed. It. I think it's the fault of the people <laughs> who decided it. It,
7: that that on site and flash had to be two separate terms, and from there we've devolved.
0: You that's have a my, problem with that? I don't. Okay. okay. But, but it's a single That's thing. my that's my all time that's my all time taps lament is the death of the on-site, of the onsite. Yeah. of the true I on-site. don't think you right. could
7: unless you're going ground up fa on something that's never right. been done. Before,
3: ground, you up can't at, ground up ground up fa trad.
7: Yeah, because if you if it has bolts, you know,
8: yeah, that's
3: a onside. Yeah, um, day flash.
0: Oh, you looked it up. Oh yeah. Okay. What, Actually, maybe this, you should you call your mom this? and see what she has to yeah. say.
3: <laughs> I'm going to call my mom.
0: What's the source? Mom, what's a day flash? She's like, honey, it means that you... Project. <laughs> mountain project. Mountain yeah. okay. project. Honey, I mean- it means that you got up in the morning and you did it first try that day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call my mom. Um, day flash is first attempt of the day after having attempted it on another day.
7: So or three said. other days or seven Yeah, days. What? Exactly.
3: Not- yeah. That's what it says. It's so stupid. Definition.
7: It's fucking I can't believe dumb. this is like the veils being lifted on you guys with this shit. <laughs> well,
3: let let me let me just say We don't get out
0: that much I That dog. the top 3 <laughs> things, I with like two people.
3: <laughs> it, <laughs> the top 3 things it says is what is the definition to flash or day flash? This is when I googled it. Climbing terms. Okay, what is flash? And and third category, defunct climbing terminology.
0: Oh. Is it in is day flash in there? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It seems it to be seem, gathering steam. It,
7: it's all over the place. I mean people put you it. Do you hear in people
6: their, say that like in seriousness? Yeah. And <laughs> that's the first thing we'll and, do
0: is at the to gym is is that's your first lesson. No yeah, more day flash. No more day flash. Do you
6: day flash your warm up?
7: Technically.
0: <laughs> like I know, but like, doesn't anything. How many mean times anything? have I day flash?
6: <laughs>
4: 30, 80 feet of meat. Yeah. Uh, 80 feet of
0: meat, I fucking have day flashed that thing like hundreds of times. Yeah, but like. Psyched. I'm putting that on my fucking uh, res. Yeah.
7: But how many times do you do your project first go of the day anyway? Like, it's not uncommon. No.
6: No, it's like actually you're the
0: fresh. most common. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. fresh. Because
3: you're
7: fresh. If you warm
0: up properly, yeah. And,
3: or if you climb the day before, then you can day, pla- day flash the day after.
7: You don't have to climb the day before to day flash. That's well, that's how point. I well, day flash is, best. Well,
0: but then the thing that you could do is if you did, if you were like on your third try and <laughs> like we're almost to the anchors, you'd purposely punt yeah. to save yourself for, for the, the day next flash. Yeah. Day
6: flash. <laughs> Can you night flash at night? <laughs> By headlamp.
7: <laughs> I want to know where this term came from yeah. because it's so
6: it's brutal. <laughs>
3: Love night flash,
6: <laughs> night flash. That does sound much cooler. It, it does. does. Actually. <laughs> that's a way. Night like flash. A it's like, like flash. if you
0: climate your project at night, which
6: it's people like when do when re- yeah. you
4: know,
0: you ever wake up super like sweaty in bed. <laughs> night no, flash. That's how a menopausal flashes?
3: woman. Thank yeah, you
0: very yeah. much. <laughs> how does that? What are you saying?
3: You're a menopausal woman.
4: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
12: All right,
0: I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the printout here. Some people had a problem with the with the uh, voicemail um, option. So um this one is from Bruce and he brings up something that Adam Andra. We're all fans Who? of Adam Andra, right? Love except Adam. for Andrew. Bruce has brought up a new category for taps, which is exciting after several years of hmm. doing this. Is the uh is sort of the proto zombie, like the thing that as soon as the hand like pops out of the dirt in the cemetery, mm-hmm. you, you fucking napalm the thing. Like, get rid of it. And his example was... Uh, Adam Andra suggests that rather than pre-clipping draws on a sport route, first, second, third, whatever, that one should bring crash pads to the crag. You got a call coming in? Is that yeah. your mom? That's, Is it your mom? It's
3: my dad. Dad? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. I'm on a podcast right now. Can you... <laughs> Give me your definition of a day flash. Of a what? A day flash.
12: I don't know what that is. (laughs)
3: Well, just whatever you think. (laughs) Just what comes to mind when you hear
1: day flash?
12: D-A-Y flash? Yes. Ah, some important... uh... Information comes to you, uh, somebody sends you a text and says, please call me right away.
7: (laughs) Newsflash.
3: All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you contributing to this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) I love you. I love you too.
7: He's going to go do some deep thinking right now, isn't he? He's, just
4: like, <laughs> like, he's stamping in his
7: so study cool. with yeah. his brandy. <laughs>
0: yeah. like In his, in pipe, his bathrobe. <laughs> in his bathrobe. Like, what the fuck was that, yeah. Mary? Dude, honey, I
7: told you they switched the bass and that's all those years ago.
0: <laughs> well, ironically, I
3: am adopted, so, uh, okay. <laughs> so this is this is old some truth. Okay.
0: <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs>
3: (laughs) The good news is he plays along. (laughs) I've met his daughter for a long time, so he gets it.
0: (laughs) Actually, I've met your dad. He's a lovely man.
3: He's lovely. All
0: right, so back to this thing, the (laughs) proto-zombie. Adam Andra suggests that rather than pre-clipping draws on a sport route, first, third, second, whatever, that one should bring crash pads to the crag to make (laughs) it safe. With all due admiration and respect for Adam... His climbing and advocacy for climbing and acknowledging I'm just a punter that on a good day can't even aid his warm-ups. Can we say, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah.
6: Hats uh, off to Bruce on
7: yeah. calling out Adamantra. I'm
0: glad that
6: we yeah, I'm glad that we don't
7: have the the sort of fear. If you're gonna come for the king, you better not miss though. That's
4: all <laughs> yeah. I gotta say.
7: Aim for the neck. Yep. <laughs> I just seems so ridiculous like so impractical. To just show up with, like, 12 crash pads to protect
6: the bottom of... That's what the Brits do every time they go climbing. (laughs) (laughs) It's true,
3: it's true. Yeah, but there's no
0: no such thing as a not roadside crag in fucking Britain. Yeah. So this is, like, the issue, and that's what Bruce went on to say. Like, what the fuck? I've already got, like, all my shit. Like, now i got to drag, like, six crash pads up to the crag, too. And my reply to him was like, dude, just fucking do like Adam does and have your entourage. Have fucking Pavel carry your goddamn pads <laughs> to the base.
7: Yeah, and I think also that like where this misses the mark is that like sport climbing was intended to just distill difficulty to its, you know, we're just looking for difficult moves and how we can link them together. And like mm. this see, like saying that you can only stick clip the first so that then you have to clip the second as you're climbing just seems like a... a convoluted contrived way of forcing difficulty and I don't and I think sport climbing was a step away from that right you know not so, so-
3: when I bring my stick clip with me up the route and I'm stick clipping do <laughs> do really should somebody you keep should also adding have a crash pads, pad on your back like add, <laughs> like I should be like hauling up a crash pad or even <laughs> better like my entourage is placing extra crash pads the higher I get as opposed to me using my stick clip
7: And I think that there is a distinction to be made for a hard, short, bouldery sport route, Mm -hmm. you know, that if you say, "Well, I did it with a third pre-clip, then just say that, and then that's it. Right. And if somebody wants to take away your ascent, whatever. But, like, to suggest that you just, it's like saying, you know, know, yeah, I mean, it's a a conspiracy from big crash pad to just get more (laughs) crash pads. (laughs) And I think that's what you know somebody
0: that's paid exactly off it. Adam right be like exactly. hey
6: yeah Black Diamonds, like Adam we need to sell more crash quarter. Yeah. Yeah, the Mondo sales are tanking they take uh, up so
0: much room in the warehouse we gotta get yeah. these things out if you make if you make sport
7: climbers buy bouldering gear then that's like kind of genius you know
0: 100% Andre we're onto you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> That is so spot on. Oh, I mean, that, that's perfect. Well, the thing that it struck me about this is just like the disconnect that these people have, uh, Adam. I mean, all these guys have from like the common person. Right. Like, wh- like first of all, n- have you just tried not being poor? <laughs> exactly. <like. laughs> and then who's going to, I mean, cause honestly he is not carrying the fucking no. crash pads to the gray. Yeah. Like he does not do that. It's, it's somebody else
3: someone else is helping them yeah.
0: yeah so uh, it's just yeah there's an absurdity to it but <laughs> and like we need crash pad stashing at sport crags i too. know yeah. like it's just uh, a whole other- well let's- this
3: is even more reason to have the crag to gym initiative
0: yes mm-hmm. this is another good are one. we going to talk about verve oh yeah let's do your verve one what the fuck <laughs> where is verve
3: where the fuck is verve did That's- you look it up I have not looked it up, but All I right. will. You will you look I'm it up? Look it up. Yeah. Look right, it up. Okay. I just think that Verve clothing, aside from the story you told me, but it's really comfortable.
7: I don't have a problem with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, the only problem with the men's pant is that it might show an outline of a dick.
7: <laughs> well, if there's a man in them,
3: yeah. <laughs> but if there's a but woman in them, there won't.
7: Maybe be not. That but isn't
3: that kind of a double standard? It could
7: be. Like it's okay that I. It's not okay that I have an outline, but you can. For example, I could have an
8: outline Ooh. of a dick. Ooh, well, flight. no. But. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but what I like they about were
6: comfortable. They're, they're
3: comfortable. They're awesome. comfortable. The Verve clothing is comfortable. The Verve bras for women. All you women out there are um, very flattering to women that are extremely flat-chested, which would include me in this group. And I just really like how. They feel and look. Do you have information for us, Chris?
0: It, I just found Verveclimbing.com. It still appears to be operating. I'm not going to put a ton what? Of time into it. But can we? Can we put a little history note on? But does no one wearing them?
6: Is that what you're saying? I don't understand why you bring up Verve. I mean, Wait, have say you?
0: When was the last time you saw someone with some Verve clothes on that weren't already and I have, they got uh, them out of the gym? Austin, I don't notice what people wear. All oh, right. <laughs> but honestly, no. It's like a well. The reason it's important is because it was like it was groundbreaking, like pure indoor or sport climbing clothing mm-hmm. when everything else was alpine oriented clothing. I think when you say that, like yeah, it yeah. came out in a time where it's like North Face was making climbing clothes for big roots and mm-hmm. you know, Paul, you know, wicking yeah, and all did. that thing. And, and Verve was like, "No, this is stylistic. It's just for bouldering and for climbing. It's like cute
3: booty shorts and cute bras and men look hot in their clothing.
0: The other thing that Verve did is make the shortest women's shorts. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they are the progenitor of the booty short for climbing. Mm -hmm. Like not only did they create them, but they convinced everyone that that was what you climb in.
3: And there was no booty short creep.
0: No, it was just like, they created the shortest shorts mm-hmm. ever worn mm-hmm. by human beings.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If they got any shorter.
0: And they convinced <laughs> women that that was what you climb in. Yeah.
3: And if and you if you had the booty to go along with the short.
0: Then you, you felt, did it. You felt good. Right. And And the thing is, is that they tried to make smaller shorts, but. They couldn't. It they was,
3: couldn't. They were as small as they could get.
0: As small as they could get. But
3: I will say also that they're very enhancing towards men as well. I mean, not the, you know, dick outline thing, but more so that they do also enhance the male derriere.
0: And the thing is, is that Christian Griffith, the 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 inventor of Verve, the Verve himself, mm. um, that was his, again, he was like the first guy to go like, Style, like this, isn't just functional. It's not just wicking and water repellent, and you know things to go it climb was ever since.
3: Cotton, but
0: he's like, this is these are clothing. This is clothing to be style stylish and climb at the same mm-hmm. time. And the was it the what were the Bojimbos or something? Those crazy like. Like calf length, like kind of flowy pants.
2: Isn't that what you had? No, yeah, didn't I had you had have like, some fucking
0: other boo- But I had like the Manpreys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Manpreys. Like, That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they were called the
7: Bojimbos or something. They might have been. Yeah. I don't know. I got them like at a bargain bin. Were
3: they comfortable? They are awesome. Yeah. yeah That's so what I'm I saying. But what happened? Even the booty <laughs> shorts for women were super comfortable. Right. Yeah. Like it's not only enhancing <clears throat> of the you know thing that they're trying to enhance but they were comfortable the women's bras comfortable thank you i would so
6: like to see this come back i want to see saying. i mean it bird still exists, clothing but take like, a
3: strong comeback like mm-hmm. i want to see like
6: a full erection in a pair of Bojimbos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or or you know hot hot ass in a pair I'm of
6: i'm sorry that's t- what i want
4: tiny shark.
0: <laughs> whatever you want but even the name like <laughs> He was into like, this is gym clothing. This is climbing gym clothing before climbing gyms were a thing. Like, the guy, the guy was on. I mean, Christian Griffith is a whole nother enigma um, in climbing, but like, yeah, it's crazy that it still exists. I mean, I'm looking at it, but he must have rebuffed uh, buyouts a hundred times cuz mm-hmm. I, yeah. I there's certainly some larger Prana or something or whatever, right came in and said we'll take Lulu we'll, Le Mans. right mm-hmm. we'll we'll buy your company and blow it up he must have rebuffed them mm-hmm. so i think he's something of an artist mhm but yeah verve clothing
6: yeah it'd be nice to see some more verve out there
0: verve was was wacky and and like trend setting
7: well, it sort of t- it's like pusher. They were kind
0: of like the yeah, pusher. of It clothing. ties
7: into the counterculture thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Verve was counterculture to climbing clothing, like, mm-hmm. you know itself. You know, it yes. was like, no, we're gonna make shit hot. You know, you're not we're gonna, gonna like, find Verve and McJims. No, you are not. <laughs> but it was like it, it was an attempt to like sexualize climbing clothing for sure.
8: Yes, you remember that like, hundred mm-hmm. percent.
7: You know, I mean, anytime you saw like a magazine with like some chick Verve, like it wasn't. Nobody cared about the
0: route she was on. You know? No, no. Well, and then there's the famous picture which we brought up the other day. For some reason, didn't we bring up the the g string? Oh, with with Ethan, <laughs> there was like this famous picture of of Christian climbing and Eldo, bouldering mm-hmm. in a g string, oh. a Verve g string, like not not tiny underwear, but like a literal g string, like, like floss. dental floss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the thing about. Christian at the time and and continues probably to be the, the truth is like it wasn't like ha ha look at me in a g string it was like no I'm climbing in this deal with it yeah like this is me this is who I am and here's my body so there you go there you go
3: the only other one I want to bring up it's at some point I want to talk about day drinking <laughs> go <laughs> do you want to talk too about day yeah, drinking sure. okay this is kind of like something that back in the earlier 2000s, like, I would go to Rifle, I was just starting out there. And I was like, wow, this feels intense to me. I'm feeling kind of like intense and tense. And um, I met a few people who were like, Oh, yeah, we start drinking at like, you know, noon. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I, I think I'm gonna try that.
6: You're like drinking. What's drinking? Yeah, exactly. You're like come over to the our car. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm like
0: eh. put on these verb shorts. <laughs> put on
3: these Verve <laughs> verb shorts and start drinking. Here, let me hand
0: you the hand.
6: <laughs> That's a great first sentence to your uh, memoir, Mary. (laughs) A man came up to me, told me to put on the Verve shorts and start drinking.
3: And I said, that's
6: when I knew I'd be a climber.
3: (laughs) Not the actual story where like Dan Gambino was like, let me smell your armpit. (laughs) Oh yeah. You'll qualify as a climber. You stink. (laughs) Um, so, i I started you know I'm not even like a heavy drinker, I mean, I'm like if I'm heavily drinking, it's like two you know, like that's heavy drinking for me, so I was like, yeah, I'll have a beer at like you know maybe not noon, but like how about like two o'clock? And I just started doing this, and I started noticing that there were like quite a few other people whom I admired or you know, was like, wow, they climb pretty hard, but you know, they're having a beer at like noon or or one. And so now going back to God bless you, Jeff, who's like, yeah, you know, I got all my supplements and I'm like proteined up and I'm like doing all the things to like climb hard. But there was this element to day drinking that I climbed way harder when I was day drinking Now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm taking my protein. I'm like managing my eczema, and I'm like taking all the supplements, (laughs) and I'm a complete dork. And I'm like, oh yeah, and I'm forever five (sighs) twelve. But like when I could day drink, I'm like, yeah, woohoo, party! Like there was some fucking Ozzy Osbourne playing in the back of my head when that was happening, and I was sending (laughs) shit. (laughs) 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 I just. Yeah, putting it out there. What do you think? What do
6: you think? Yeah, well, I was going to bring up drinking just in the context of like it's a pa- more of a passe thing. Like a lot of the younger crowd, it doesn't, or just younger people are drinking less. I mm-hmm. think that's like a nationwide trend, mm-hmm. which um, is good. Which is good. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. good. Yeah, it, there was like a very strong component of drinking culture is, with climbing. Is like mm-hmm. being synonymous. well. Let's let's
0: like broaden it to like drinking and drugs and getting fucked up yeah there
3: was weed in there i mean
6: i mean we had the avery challenge and rifle for years which was you know you had to drink a six pack of ipas basically and try to do a hard route um which (laughs) (laughs) sounds like really bad (laughs) when i say that (laughs) but that's what we did
0: plus it'll give you the shits yeah, But I mean, I think it's like, honestly, like the day drinking thing is funny, but it's also tied to all of it, mm. like the back in the day thing mm-hmm. and like the sleeping in the dirt thing B-I-T-D. and the supplements thing and this whole thing about mm-hmm. like moving away from this weird old mythological essence that we had of climbing, which was that you smoked weed. I mean, we talked to, to, to Dean Fidelman the other day and it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I most of my my pictures couldn't sell because people were smoking weed. Yeah, it's like it's the the intoxication and the drugs thing. And actually, I was just talking to David Smart, who wrote a, a biography on Roll Robbins. Like Roll Robbins mm. was a fucking weed smoker. Mm-hmm. Which you you look at the whole Even though image of him. He was called the Valley Christian, right? You know, it yeah. was like this whole counterculture, mm-hmm. and the counterculture. I mean, that's the thing. Like that is the underlying thing of this whole taps thing is like the loss of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so much of the things we've talked about tonight is the loss of this like counter culture against the grain, because I mean, there's, there's well, just how I
6: articulate what it is with drinking specifically. It's like, it's, it seems like it's like the per- focus is more on performance and less on just like letting loose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just right. You know, it's like oh, I can't have a beer if I want to like do my thing, which mm-hmm. I've been thinking about, and like taking supplements over, and, like, <laughs> right? And like everybody's for, at
0: for the... the fire, and there's some people playing guitar, and there's like how am I to day flash my like... project tomorrow if I'm a <laughs> right. hungover? Exactly. But you know what I mean? Like all the mytholo- mythology of climbing is those. I mean the Vulgarians and the gunks and like you know, like I said, like the night by the fire where so and so was like dancing, and they were playing guitar, and there was bongos out, and like. Those are the stories you tell, not like, oh, I went to bed at eight, you know, and drank my fucking <laughs> After and I my day protein. The next yeah. day. After
2: my
3: protein shake, <laughs> right. I went to bed at eight, and that was that. And so like but the like,
0: day, the day, day drinking is just a symptom of that.
7: I, I think that these things are cyclical, and I think that the generation of climbers before the Vulgarians and before Royal Robbins were actually uptight. Mm-hmm. like the appies the underhills in right. boston right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they, they would in go the Sierra out club yeah like they were uptight and then you Super. saw it was like a reflection of the times you know the 60s like the, mm-hmm. the hippie era yeah sure the climbers were like that and so maybe today it just is a reflection of like everyone's like sort of i don't know in this society a little bit uptight and people are coming into climbing and they're like climbing a little bit of release but like I don't know if I'm comfortable getting wasted at the crag yet, you mm-hmm. know? So mm, that's a good It point. might it might shift. Like twenty years from now, we might be like, climbing's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> dude, like the kids are like blowing lines in the parking lot at the bus. <laughs> like, who knows? You know? <laughs> you
8: I mean, know. It's, like, it's not to Smoking say that people crack. should be
3: getting like wasted or anything, but uh-huh. what but what I kind of like miss or, or lament or whatever is just that time when I was really, I mean, maybe this also has to do with the fact that, like, at that time, I didn't have a child, too. I don't know. But it was, like, this time period where I was really free and, like, I would bring, you know, being on support crew when I was in Indian Creek for a month and, like, bringing up the, the, you know, 12-pack of beer for people who were trying to send that day. You know, that was like support crew. Like I would just hike up there with the beer. But
7: we also are like kind of stabbing at this, right? Like none of us have been to you know where the young
0: cool kids hang out yes do we true. really
7: know if they're not just like i don't know like they're, they're smoking tons yeah. of weeds maybe, maybe maybe yeah but they're also like they're doing molly and shit like we oh, don't God. even know who molly is right. like
3: this is the thing like
7: yeah i animals. don't want to do she molly. In
0: earlier so wasn't she the first call i did <laughs> <laughs> molly about Look, sleeping in the i don't wanna,
3: i don't, don't want to like take it to right, well, but here. i see what you're saying
0: yeah let's do this one cuz it fits
11: hi again this is matt i left a message about 30 minutes ago um clarify what I was saying, I think I figured out a better way to say it. What I'm thinking is it feels like climbing is becoming so obsessed with the rules that one of the dying trends that I am lamenting is just going out there and figuring it out for yourself. It feels like there's a big focus on what you're allowed to do, what you're told you can do, and relying on that information to go out and send it rather than, you know, maybe just going out and seeing if the ice is in or going out and climbing something and maybe not knowing every single piece of beta about it before you go and wanting to, uh, yeah, I guess maybe lamenting that sort of just getting out there aspect of climbing feels like it's it's becoming very rules-based, very driven by what you are, are and aren't allowed to do.
3: I'm gonna get out there with my stick clip hanging off my harness and a fucking beer cozy in my hand. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but I think you're right though, because we don't have our finger on the pulse. We don't. Yeah, we, we don't. Need, we're We're all over forty, dude. Like right.
7: we need somebody who's 22. Spent the, you know. I mean, I don't know. I I went to uh, up to Deep Creek this summer. And there were, t- there were two dudes there. He was, one dude was- Actually, you're sure. right.
0: Deep Creek is definitely a day drinking.
7: Greg. Yeah. Like, these dudes were they, 11 o'clock, man. Yeah. Like, left it at the Waco, like, all day. And so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it still happens. I just think we're not in the scene. Right. I mean, I haven't been on a bouldering specific trip for years
0: now. So, I, I don't know. Well, let me say this, then. It's like this undercurrent that's not reflected in the media. Yeah. Right. And but so
6: yeah, it's not front and
0: center anymore. It's not front and center yeah. anymore. Yeah, and and so <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, you know
7: what that is though? That's that's like I think a little bit. Where, you know, we talked about the McJims. You know, that's like a lot of companies and media, for that matter, being a little afraid to sort of shine a light on those like less desirable aspects of climbing. Because they've got profits and shareholders to sort of account to answer to.
6: Well, the, I mean, the reason that any of us drink is because it like removes our inhibitions. Like, that's right. the reason that it's fun. And everyone today seems so uptight and afraid to have their inhibitions removed because they might say something that gets them in trouble or they might like be weird or different. And mm-hmm. every, there's a, there's for sure a streak of conformity that, yeah. regardless, we might not have our finger. Exactly on the pulse, but I think it's fair to say that the the newest you know up, up and coming climbers are very conformist mm-hmm. people. Like yeah. there's not a lot of individuality, and it's a lot of very sameness, and people are kind of all you know copycat molds of each other. Totally. um That's of course not true no, I, for I, everyone. I hear but, you. you. Know, yeah. Just generally
7: weirdness of climbing isn't celebrated anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
0: don't know because. Because that's almost, not what we're, yeah. like,
6: missing. It's not like we're missing, like, the fact that people aren't you know, walking around with beers in their hands and joints in their mouths or whatever. It's just, it's that, it's the everything it's the that idea. that goes with. Yeah. It's, like, the right the greater milieu of the of the culture mm-hmm. that, that kind of lends itself to people acting like depraved, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. bums.
0: Yeah, no, but at the same time, and I'll say this, is that, like, I spent some time on the runout ex- complaining about that fucking... Rave at the at the uh, campground. Right. Well, so, we're old now. That's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> but that that is that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. those people were ready to party and not fucking worry about their day flash.
7: Well, and not and not worry about what the authorities might say or what their community might say. You know, right. like
0: They didn't care. They didn't care. And so and now
7: we like look like now climbing is like so big that it maybe can't support that sort of attitude anyway.
0: Well, that's the thing I I, I kind of heard in that voicemail is the is what I call the hall monitors. Mm-hmm. yeah and, you know we've i've had i think on taps i've had the the wet rock right oh yeah yeah, and that's it. the hall mm. monitors and other people called in with that like why do we have to like you know you know it's like even some ice climbers you know they said, well you know if you go out on on a marginal day then and you come back every- even if it was successful, everybody fucking slams you because it was like above freezing and you yeah. were out there like risking Ruining. life and yeah. it, and so it's like you know, and I remember an old post where some uh, some woman posted a, a picture of her and her boyfriend like sitting in some grass in Indian Creek, you know, and everybody like hammered them because they were off the trail and they were like, <laughs> right. you know, and I was just like, that's all fucking invasive fucking cheatgrass. Like, that's an invasive species they're supposedly trampling. Like, the, the cows have <laughs> fucked it up years ago. Like, yeah. get off their case, Yeah, you know. It was a pretty picture and they were like. Sitting there, you know, arm in arm or whatever, and it's like nobody noticed any of that. They
12: just like, oh, you're you're
0: trampling grass, you know. <laughs> and it's just like it's this weird thing that like everybody's ready to. And, and honestly, like the the bolt the bolt prohibition thing, the thing that's uh, I think basically today is the last day to comment on, or tomorrow is the same thing. Like there's these apologists that are coming out of the woodwork of like, well, you know. This is just the way it goes when we have all these people out there, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, fucking push against that shit. Yeah. So let me play this one, because this is in that that line. I don't know what Mary's doing. She's probably calling the hotline. This guy uses this word, (laughs) heel.
11: Hey, this is Anderson, and I want to lament the death of the heel. We don't have anybody in climbing that is really good and is out there throwing shade or just being... A little bit edgy at all, or vanilla and whitewashed to the point where you can only be positive and it's pretty lame. Think about Jerry Moffitt. Was Nolly like Hook and tible, our last heel? Flying first class, flexing on all of us, putting up B 17, and then dropping off the radar. Thanks.
0: Bye. In there, he uses the word heel, but like this person who is willing to call out what's going on in climbing. And, and the funny thing, when I heard this thing, I actually, actually thought of Andrew Bishrat. Cause that, this motherfucker right here isn't afraid. The funny thing also, when I heard that, I was like, man, the taps, like, this is what we do. Like, let's call it out. Let's like, we are a, put heel. a face. We're heels. Yeah, I'm a heel. We're yeah. heels. Just well, one, one show only.
7: And I think he, I mean, he referenced
0: Jerry Moffat,
7: right? And, you know, I mean, Jerry, Jerry, he was sort of, when he would criticize, Climb, you know, oh. climbing culture. I mean, he did it. He did it in a way though that was like, he was taking the piss. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't sitting there with like, you know, saying this is the way it should be done. It, it had humor to it, right? You know, and we're we're making jokes. It's the same thing. We're basically Jerry
4: Martin. <laughs> we're Jerry Martin. <Moffitt. laughs> Fucking Jerry,
7: right? Yeah.
5: Fucking Jerry. Hey Jerry.
8: But it's sweater weather.
7: It's true. There is like, there is like a, you see it like with with pro climbers just being like, I don't want to touch that. Right. You know, I'm not saying a thing on that, you know?
0: Well, Um, and like, um, even like, you know, Andrew pointed out the Patagonia post on the anchor thing. Like they they just wanted to have touch. it both ways. Like yeah. it's yeah, we're you know like <laughs> yeah, like the wilderness yes, and... too, but um, you know, <laughs> and channard and, and ah. adventure and like <laughs> don't piss off anybody because we got to keep selling these fucking jackets. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. just like I think a lot of the people who 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 called in and less voice left voicemails, like that's the basis of their problem with this of the whole paradigm. You know, because influencers like we gotten, you know, the influencer thing last year got like really crazy and we got a lot of pushback on that. But that's the influencer thing came up again. It's just like this kind of homogenization or this like it's just kind of like everybody has to say the right thing all the time because everybody's on the make and nobody's willing to like lose some money because they said something that's unpopular or even image. Right. I I think it's
7: not even about money. It's about like how you're perceived in the community. Mm -hmm. Everyone everyone wants to be like, Oh no, I want these people telling me I'm doing a good job,
0: you know? But there's feedback for, for, you know, there's feedback to, to, to influence that, to use the word. But, because there's been been climbers that we know that are friends of ours that have like pushed the envelope and gotten fucking smacked down, and so it's funny because it, it's it's kind of like the 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 social media thing in general. Like everybody disagrees with it, but we're it's like as a as a group we're on board with like smacking down mm-hmm. people who like get out of line. You know, it's weird. Canceling, yeah. canceling. I I mean, I, I canceling's a little bit like broad and kind of overused because it, it doesn't have to be quite as like, you know, overt as that, but it's still just, everybody's afraid to say some things that are a little bit controversial.
6: Yeah. I wonder if it's even like, uh, more depressing than that, which is that people <laughs> don't even have something controversial to say because they haven't like thought in that way for mm-hmm. maybe their whole lives. Like, I, I don't know. I just get the sense that, like, you press some people on, like, oh, what is it that you really want to say that's, like, so naughty and bad? And a lot of people are like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all just, like, climbing. It's fine. Whatever. I find a lot of that, which I, I think is even worse. That's than, worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. So this, it, I'm saying it's it worse is. than what we're saying. Well, yeah. it's like... No,
7: having no opinion is worse than having an opinion and keeping it to yourself.
6: I like, a lot of... Um, I mean, I've interviewed... Like, I, I, I have my fingers not completely on the pulse of young, the youth climbers, mm-hmm. but I've interviewed and been around a number of high end ones. And they're, they're very great, nice, polite people who have like virtually nothing interesting to say about climbing beyond like, this is something I do. I train for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I hang out with my friends and that's a, it's like this very just, I don't know, sanitized like thing. Like there's nothing like all that interesting and engaging about it. And I do think that the more you like get break out of like the training gym culture world into the adventure scene, there's mm-hmm. a lot more interesting people who have interesting things to say. That's why we like to, you know, talking to Connor Hurson, mm-hmm. for example, and I don't know. So I think that that, um, willingness to take risk on the rock should translate into your willingness to take risks as a human being in life. Mm-hmm you know whatever that means and that should should mean like being able to speak your mind and not be afraid of what's going to happen to you for having a genuine opinion mm-hmm. and um so yeah i mean if you're not using climbing to like learn those lessons like i don't know what you're doing like mm-hmm. you're just wasting your time basically
3: <laughs> what the hell are you doing well it it's interesting that you bring this up for a couple of reasons one is that i just think with age comes experience and also those opinions about things. So there's that piece to it where you know, if you're interviewing someone who's younger, they may just not even have the context for which they they have experiences that will allow them to say anything opinionated. You know, and then the other thing is even if somebody is young, if they've had more experiences than their counterparts, then that would also Constitute them having more of an opinion about things. And I just think that, like, you know, in climbing, particularly now, it's those topics that we talked about, you know, when we were texting each other and there was like, oh, we want to maybe mention like talking about eating disorders. We want to mention talking about, you know, this, that, or the other thing, these topics that are maybe not widely accepted, but they are being touched upon. Mm. So I just kind of wonder if, like, some of it is just the fact that whether you're a climber, a runner, a skier, or whatever, if you're young, you just haven't had enough experience to like be able to put forth more of an opinion about something. Well, you
6: should yeah, but that's no excuse because you can have an opinion and it can be uninformed <laughs> I mean, and it can
0: yeah. be wrong. Bloomberg, right. Yeah. You know, she's fucking young as shit. Yeah. Right.
6: Well,
3: someone that I'm thinking about is Carolyn Glyke. Glyke, I think is how you say her last name. She's a skier. Yeah. And she's young person, but she also is <laughs> running for Senate, which to me is, like, pretty impressive, even if,
6: you know, no matter who she it's is. It's like the opposite of the counterculture thing that we're trying to sell <laughs>
4: here. She's, like, she's literally becoming a man.
1: Well, I'm
0: thinking
3: about it because to run for Senate or to do anything in that like political venue. And at that level, you have to have some guts and you have to also have 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 some life experience. I mean, you can't just go into it with no life experience and no guts and no opinion. Like you have to have a combination of one of those things.
0: Laura Bobert.
3: (laughs) Oh, well then there was, there was that.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a representative. That's different. (laughs) She's
3: like Lord Voldemort. It's okay.
0: (laughs) Um, so, we're going to do one more big one, and then we'll do a speed round, and then we're done.
7: Cool. Speed Oops. round. Keep doing it. Whoa.
0: Okay. Psych. So, uh, this came in via uh, email because uh, people in, in uh, across the pond could not call into my 800 number that easily. Um, this is from Edward in the UK. He says, my suggestion for this category, climbing expeditions pretending to be scientific expeditions. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah Look, that's one <laughs> and i want to
0: i love alex honnold i fucking love <laughs> hazel finlay yeah. i'm just saying i just want i want that out there however <laughs> appreciate there might be some value to honnold's greenland trip and the placing of sensors or whatever
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but this feels like the end of the wedge I'm expecting more and more expeditions that are basically climbing trips with some pseudo-scientific goals tacked on to make the people feel good, but are really bollocks. (laughs) 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 Let's rid ourselves of this. The world is depressing enough. I want escapism. I want to see people climbing hard things in a cool way. I want to watch people ski cool lines and ski docks. When I watch (laughs) surfing videos, it's for the aesthetic enjoyment. I don't need scientific overlay, hand-wringing about how bad everything is. Yes, we know. Leave the science to proper scientists. I want more content like that Dan Osmond free solo video of Lover's Leap. Uncomplicated fun. So fun.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just want the
6: monkeys to risk their lives for me and dance.
3: (laughs) And and make me feel good.
0: (laughs) If anybody's not seen that, it's on YouTube. Fucking do the speech That's climbing sick. as Osman thing. Yeah.
6: <laughs> there is something disingenuous about, you know, the pretense of you know doing science or whatever and you're really just using that to go somewhere cool and exotic or whatever. I get that.
0: Awareness, dog. Awareness. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: I don't know why, but it reminds me of the. Do you ever hear about the CIA mission to put a uh, nuclear reactor on top of some Himalayan peak? Yeah, didn't um, Pete Pacheta? T- yeah, that's him, what it was. didn't he write a big book yeah, about it? Or yeah, an and article? so they they had a. Uh, they lost one. I think. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. and um, so it's sort of like that, right? Where you like. They have this like expedition and really it's just like a CIA mission.
6: Well, how many times has Conrad Anchor climbed Everest looking for some dead body, yeah. that, you know, up there or whatever? I mean, I mean, like I, all of that stuff has had, I think a lot of people don't realize, but the reason that this happens is because those are good stories and they have yeah, hooks and they have interests right. beyond that. And so you and people get sponsorship dollars who are, who are good at, sp- at being pro climbers and sponsored climbers understand that and they tap into that. And that's how they get all of that stuff yeah. paid for. So, joke's on you if you're not doing that.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the thing, though. Doesn't this harken to the whole complaint of like environmental warriors that fly all over the world to rock climb mm, right. or to climb like, mountains?
3: How many greenhouse gas emissions right. are they like shooting into the atmosphere yeah. just right. by flying? Yeah.
0: Which, yeah.
6: In their, yeah. But they're
0: spreading the awareness of how bad climate change is. Yeah. By and, doing and, it. and it's like this there's this intellectual part of me that understands like, okay, it's a systemic change we need in these little, you know, being on a jumbo jet around the world isn't really the thing we're worried about. But my heart tells, it's it's still like, I totally great at that. Like the, the world traveling climber, the Karakoram climber, the Pakistan climber, the Nepalese climber that's like telling me about climate change. It's mm-hmm. like, well, then stay the fuck home, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't, I, like, I have a hard time uh, reconciling the two. Yeah. Because I understand that, you know, it's, whatever. It's ultimate most hypocrisy. Of, yeah. But also, like, most of the greenhouse gases come from, like, whatever, 10 different industries, and that's who needs to be regulated. And
3: Didn't we get into this last yeah, year? Yeah, we did.
0: And, but it's, <laughs> like, I just spend my time, like, trying to, to to like not be cynical about it, but I'm super cynical about it. Well, okay. Climbers like worldwide climbers telling me about climate change bothers me. And Mm. I think that at the basis of this voicemail is that Mm -hmm. like this idea that like you went and, you know, did this like minor 50, you know, 5% scientific thing. So you could climb this thing Mm -hmm. when the real thing to do would have been just to quickly fly a helicopter there and put that sensor down. I'm going
6: like, to go to Antarctica with, like, a volcano and some baking soda and do some science. <laughs> like, <laughs> make a little diorama <laughs> of <like, you> know, a <laughs> volcano like yeah. yeah. In, like,
0: second grade.
3: <laughs> this is really... This is kind of an interesting... Okay, let, we're
0: done with that. Let's go fucking climb this thing. <laughs> this, this is really Did, we, did you get the vid, the footage <laughs> yeah. of me doing the volcano? <laughs> okay. Fucking okay, let's go.
3: This is super interesting because on one hand, like, I actually... Um sometimes lament the fact that I personally can't travel as much as I used to because I have all these responsibilities. Yeah, but you're an environmentalist just well, by
0: virtue of staying here.
3: It's true. that That's true. <laughs> but I still have that burning desire to go travel mm. somewhere and see a new place and see a new culture. So there's that part of me where I'm like thinking about that. Then there's a side of me where I'm like, transportation is like in the top five greenhouse gas emissions that it's ruining our planet globally. Like I get all upset about that. Um. So it's like, okay, let's say we're like professional climbers and we're like awesome and getting paid to climb. And that's like the dream come true that we're just getting paid to climb. So how do you deal with, I'm getting paid to climb and I want to kind of like, Attempt to do the right thing, but knowing that I have all these constraints that, you know, prevent me from like 100% doing the right thing, like staying at home. So the next step is well, if I'm going to travel, I might as well do something, you know, that's like greenwashing at least. As
6: far as as I can tell, most pro climbers are getting paid to just moonboard and post videos on Instagram. So I could be a pro climber.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
8: that's
6: Damn. the most...
0: Moonboarding is an environmental act.
4: It's true. <laughs> environmental resistance. I mean, you like the,
0: the holds that were created, the plywood, you know, mm. all that's that greenhouse true. footprint could be offset easily. I mean, but it goes back to... I think it goes back to Edward who says that like, then just don't... Pretend like just go on the climbing trip. Yeah. We're good. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We're, it's fucking we're, we're okay. going to
3: be like, yeah,
0: dude, right on. I mean, cause I think of like Brad, Brad Gobright, the, the, the long lost climbing hero. And I just don't see him ever buying into like, I'm going to go on this and spraying on his Instagram about environmentalism. Like that guy was a pure climber yeah, and he just went climbing and we all Mm -hmm. loved it. We didn't lament that his carbon footprint was big. Mm -hmm. He just went climbing and like, he didn't care about it and it was like beautiful and wonderful and you know, the whole extra thing, you know, and that comes with sponsorship and all this Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And these companies who produce these like, you know, basically petroleum-based products trying to just basically make their image better mm-hmm. and and that's what this guy's getting at so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean i haven't seen the film i'm gonna watch it anyway mm-hmm. you know this giant wall that those this chossy wall that
6: yeah it looks terrible it looks terrible but it's <laughs> it probably terrible. a good show
0: yeah all right we're gonna go into speed round speed round and then we're gonna get out of here greetings my name
9: is mike my TAPS request for the year 2024 is to never hear the word Condies ever, ever again.
6: Thanks for your consideration.
9: Condies. Any
6: comments? Condies. 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 Condies, 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 Condies. There you go, dude. <laughs> um, I don't know. It doesn't bug me. No.
7: Why does it I'm bug him
0: of, so much? It's just one of those words. I
7: think it, it's not the word that bugs him. It's the people saying it. Yep. Yeah. That'd be my guess because they probably also throw around day flash. And-
0: yeah. But isn't it, I mean, amongst us, didn't it very quickly go from something people say to something you parody? Yeah. We okay, like can, someone, candies are in yeah. Can, can
3: someone tell me what this means? Because when Conditions. I look at- Okay, condies, because I was like, candy? Conditions. There's a condies candy yeah, like what company.
0: are the Condi's? Where is it? The yeah. Condi's.
7: Or, yeah. or dishies. Some people yeah. say dishies.
3: And what is that? Oh, conditions,
7: you know? okay.
0: There's also the like you know if Dishes you're in a one night stand. You'd be like, dude, can you use a condi? <laughs>
3: that's what I was thinking.
4: <laughs> I was like, that's what you call
0: one with it has a tip cut off, right? It's just
7: part of one.
4: <laughs> it's A condi, <laughs> and that's how you have
3: babies, folks.
9: <laughs> okay, so this is Brian from Sweden. This is a zombie. It's gonna be quite a controversial one. But my zombie is gates out. We all know it's ergonomically superior (laughs) to have gates in. What? Yet there's this ridiculous and it appears growing trend of gates out. I'm seeing gates out for Harambe all over the place.
6: Whoa! Oh my God!
0: <laughs> gates in or out? Gates
3: out.
7: I I don't have a preference. You don't have Unpopular one. You do? opinion. I don't have a preference. You really just—it's random. How you no? Rack it's all the same. But like, because I I like the order being the same. How do you rack your harness?
3: Gates out. Gates in.
7: I I flip back
0: and forth. No, you don't. You yes, no, no one, one does do. that. That
6: would fuck my brain up.
7: It's not that big a deal. It's <laughs> He's,
0: a He's
6: non-binary.
0: He's non-binary. <laughs>
6: I do gates in because I'm not a psycho. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
3: But I'm a psycho 47 year old woman. So I agree with that guy. It's much more ergonomical
6: with gates in. I find it equally ergonomic. Uh, I can do both. But I find the gates do do get a little bit more
7: snaggy. Do you have a preference if the gate is facing left or right when it's on a bolt when you're going to clip? No. So there you go. Oh, the yeah, but that's different. Okay, so no, it's
6: just like how you, what you, how you grab it off your harness. If right. I
3: have, okay, hold on. If I have a sling across my chest because I'm trying climbing, I have the cams on my Get harness. On your mind. I have Sorry. my cams on my harness. Then I have gates in when the carabiners are on my sling, I have gates out when they're on my harness.
0: Ooh. Oh man. I wow. can't
3: deal with gates out on a sling. Cause it's like so awkward. And the sling slings like
6: flimsy slings and moving already. around. What? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And you have to have the like shoulder mobility to do gates in, I think. Cause you have to come up like into that's a high. chicken wing position. If I'm the fine. gates are yeah. out, then you start at the high cool. flight, cool. and then you
0: come out. So the real reason I wanted to play this one is because I am proud of myself and <laughs> that after 30 whatever years of climbing, I have changed. What? Nice. Yes, I know. Wow. And I have gone from gates in to gates out. And even though I can I don't always remember, because 30 years of fucking racking gates in, but I've turned it out mm-hmm. because of that very reason. I have feel as though gates out is easier to get off without mm, raising my uh-huh. shoulders, which are all completely fucked because I'm 50 fucking almost four years old or <laughs> three mm-hmm. years old. I don't even know how old I am. Older <laughs> than us. Right. <laughs> that now it's easier to get them off, and, which makes it seem better in the long run mm-hmm. over time and i am yeah. been a stick in the mud. But I also want to show that I can change at this age in this length of my climbing career. Old dog. You really Chris. are an inspiration, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you.
3: Okay. One last right. little thing. When I'm clipping <laughs> Being a bolt, though, I always think of the bottom carabiner of the the clip as being the spine of the carabiner facing in the direction I'm traveling.
0: Yeah,
7: I know that's like a <sighs> thing that they taught
0: you. In- yes, I mean it doesn't really matter. Gate, it probably what about doesn't. Gate but facing on your draw. No, let's not get into that. Oh God, <laughs> both facing the
3: same
5: way. Thank is you very way, much.
0: Is the way? Yeah, yes. that is the way. Okay, thank
5: yeah. you. Hey, this is Vic. Uh, victitious, and you guys really need to kill all this Alex Arnold talk. It's just like nonstop. There needs to be like new, fresh blood in the climbing community. People need to be talking about people like uh, James Lucas.
3: <laughs> Was that James calling in? <laughs> 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 Old Victitious.
0: <laughs> well the real question is as well mentioning Honnold ever not be like completely awesome SEO and like yeah. will he ever be tapped? I mean other than I saw some people who,
6: who were um psyched that Honnold wasn't in the Real Rock the Real Rock yeah. lineup.
0: Okay. So are we So over, they were kind
6: of, they were kinda of like, oh we're you know Are we
0: over Alex honold Maybe in real I'm rock. Not. I'm not.
6: I'm not. I like mean in, who the fuck free solos
3: L Cap? Like who the fuck does that? You got to be kind of special to do that shit.
6: Alex is special.
0: I'm going to play just a, a minute of this one because she doesn't want me to actually play the whole thing.
1: Hey, Palouse. my name is Rose and I actually have something that I want to resurrect in the climbing community. Um, I want to resurrect gatekeeping, I feel like we are just too kind now to everybody, and that we let so many people just
0: <laughs> speed round. Gatekeeping, Keep bring it back. I kind of liked it because it's like the it's the Craig to gym. Yeah,
4: yeah.
6: yeah. We've solved. We've already addressed. We yeah.
0: solved yeah. your problem, <laughs> Rose. We just had a different name With for the it. Gate,
6: exactly. The gates are the doors to the gym, and that's where we're gonna fucking <laughs> shove every last climber.
0: Once everybody's in there, lock it up. <laughs> It'll be like fucking Thunderdome in there. You guys can, you guys can like, like you know, fight to the death over the fucking uh, the audible A's. Like actually, uh, be a gladiator. actually, what's gonna
3: happen is the fucking gym is gonna lift off the like in, space. Yeah, it's going to turn into like a fucking into the sun. spaceship <laughs> and it's going to leave. Remember that woman
0: <laughs> via her man that wanted 70% of the climbers to just disappear? <laughs> well, there you go. Just shoot them into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Rose. <laughs> um, Another another celebrity called in.
11: Yo, uh, my name's Jason and I... I think it's just a bummer that the uh, the show, The Climb, went off the air in one season, man. We, bro, we need some more. I, I think they could have done a lot more with that show, bro. There was like, there was a couple of boulders in that show that I just, I wanted to see more of the boulders. You know, I thought, the, you know, it's pretty good.
5: Yeah, Jason's just a boulder at heart. So it's awesome.
11: My buddy, uh, his name's Trish.
5: I'm a badass.
11: <laughs> We've been bros for a long time, dude. It's just a lot. I, you know, what? a <laughs> think out here on that show, I, I think they need to bring it back.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've always wanted to have Momoa on the show. I, <laughs> I literally troll him on the uh, on Instagram. I just occasionally post on there, like, dude, if you're a climber. You got to be, got to come on the Enorma cast. Well, but, we can't uh, taps the climb. But anyway, so so there you go. On. Momoa check. All right. <laughs> one more. Um,
3: I mean, that complements the Sharma show perfectly. Right.
0: Hello friends. Um, my name is
11: Steven. And, um, <laughs> I think something that's going away in climbing media is really gratitude. We don't get to know what people are grateful for enough. And I think it's going away and I think it it's a bit sad. And I, I think the least you can do is include these kinds of things in the show notes of your life.
4: Yes, Steven. Uh, okay.
0: One more and then we're out. Thanks everybody for listening to the entire, if you've made it this far, the entire 2024 taps episode. Yeehaw. Um, so let's finish on this one.
9: What's up, NormaCast? This is Ty, and my beef is all of these goddamn climbing podcasts. There's only one climbing podcast that we need, NormaCast, and I guess the runout's fine, too. So thanks for the good work. Keep
6: it up. Here, here. Sick!
7: <laughs> yeah, that's good.
6: Yeah, let's taps all the other podcasts in climbing.
8: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there were other climbing podcasts, oh, there actually. You have it.
4: <laughs>
1: hey normal cast uh this is becca and my taps my beef (laughs) is just uh against mansplaining (laughs) or beta spraying spray lords would you all just stop